0: Burning and sit in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We are New York. Burning and sit in the morning. Talk Radio seventy-seven. WABC.
1: Angel of Harlem. That could be our caller, Sid. What's her name uh, from Harlem?
2: Lori, That's Lori.
1: Lori. Yeah. That's the angel from Harlem right there. Yeah. Shout out to Lori.
2: Yeah. Up in Harlem, baby. Well, the reason why uh, Lou started with this song is Angel of Harlem, which, by the way, uh, Bono wrote on a napkin one day just kind of hanging out in his hotel room in New York City. Uh, that was one of the songs that you two performed in the subway station in the Ukraine capital of Kiev. When they made this unbelievable surprise set right in the subway station this weekend, and that was one of the three songs they actually performed. That's a nice job by Bono and you two.
1: It was a very nice job, for, except for the fact that they actually charged people to get in. What? I thought that was a no, I thought that was a bit. No. I mean, come on, these people are at war. <laughs>
2: it's not true. That didn't happen. <laughs> no, no. I could, made that up. But could you imagine walking like I do every day to the one, the two, or the three train, walk downstairs to get to Wall Street, and there you two is performing. That's a great job by those guys. Oh, that's amazing
1: that they went out there to try to help out. I mean. You know, uh, it, it, for some reason, though, I I, I just – you know who else was out there? You had Jill Biden. Oh, yeah, you had uh, Justin Trudeau. I know. And there was one other, one other uh, woke well, tart out there. Yeah, listen,
2: but Jill Biden is still the first lady. Waste of time, but I get it. Justin Trudeau was still the prime minister of Canada. What makes me crazy, Bernie, is, uh, you know, I go to the gym every day, the YMCA. It's on East 73rd Rockaway. Lou knows the neighborhood very, very well. And a couple blocks away is something called Avern by the sea which is a bunch of really nice restaurants right on the water in Rockaway, and there's a huge office there for Queens politician Gregory Meeks. This puts, and uh, he was in Ukraine last week, and I'm saying to myself, well, what? Why? Why would yeah, yeah. Gregory Meeks be in Ukraine? This guy can't get Queens right. Fix the goddamn A train, and he's in Ukraine,
1: yeah, and, and probably on his way to Ukraine. It's a junket is what it is. On his way to Ukraine, many uh, European countries, you know, it's a sort of tour and vacation and things like that. I guarantee you that's what it's all about. Uh, yeah. The end result is, well, I went to the Ukraine. Yes. Oh, okay. Fine. Sure. No, they're all a bunch of sneaky swamp rats. And it's funny to me that it's all, you know, majority, uh, again, these lefty types, woke, tar types going out to the Ukraine There's something, uh, Something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear to, to myself, to be quite honest with you. Hey, listen, there's a lot of news, Sydney. By the way, this is the Bernie and Sid Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Monday, May 9th. It's going to be a beautiful week, man. This is yeah. it. This is what you've been waiting for. Yes. So, uh, yes. so hang chilly, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, a lot of news. They did uh, protest outside Kavanaugh's house uh, yesterday regarding the overturning of Roe v. Wade. i will get to that in a minute. And uh, well, you know, there's some some good stuff out there. The Kentucky Derby was great, watching that uh, horse come in, 80 to one odds, Rich Strike, and uh, and President, former President Trump was there as well. And I would posit to you that the Rich Strike and President Trump, two long shots. At least Trump was back in 2016.
2: No, no doubt, no doubt. The
1: odds would were probably even even higher than 80 to one at some point for President Trump back. In 2016, 2015 you know, I, I,
2: and 2016. I didn't see, when they showed NBC President Trump getting to his seat, uh, of course you saw Kimberly Guilfoyle looking very, very pretty with the, that stupid hat, but yes. she still looked great. I didn't see Melania, did you?
1: No, that's a good point. I did not notice Melania. No. Uh, that's uh, I, You know, I hadn't even thought of that. I saw Kimberly. And, uh, right, me I too. I assumed she was there. Maybe she was in the ladies' room or something like that. Yeah, I'm who not, knows, yeah. Or maybe she was fighting with, uh, you know, Governor Bashir's wife or something like that. <laughs> I'm just not sure. Maybe we just got do a fist fight. But uh we do there there is a clip there. I don't know if I hadn't seen it yet, uh of uh, Trump getting the uh, cheers in the USA, USA, USA. So it was a, a decidedly pro Trump crowd, no booze. I loved at it at the very least.
2: I, I was having dinner and um and I was getting ready to go home and watch the Ranger game and we stayed to watch the race, and I'm telling you, I was bored. I can't stand the hats. I can't stand all the pomp and circumstance. In fact, at one point, I said to Danielle, I said, This is why the terrorists want to kill us. This is why. They watch something like this, and we deserve to die. I'm being honest.
3: <laughs> and,
2: and then they showed Trump, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, let's right. do this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, the hats were just way, way <laughs> oh, over the please. top. Please. I mean, uh, yeah, th- th- so the terrorists are justified. And then they show uh, this, listen, uh, I, th- I,
2: this other kid, Jack Harlow, who's like this raging new star. He looks like, uh, you know, some some, some uh, hairy, pudgy millennial from uh, Dumbo in Brooklyn. He's got like 10 billion followers. They showed him right before the race. He's like a major superstar, Bernard. You probably don't even know who the hell the guy is. And I'm like, of. what? Exactly. But NBC spent time showing him because he's a major star. And it's just well, what is going on in this country? What in the hell is going on? Thank yeah, God for Trump.
1: A, thank God for Trump is right. You know, speaking of thank God for Trump being at the Kentucky Derby, he did a rally in Pennsylvania over the weekend for uh, Doctor Oz and many many other candidates. And by the way, he's uh, what they if you tally it all up between Indiana, Ohio, and Texas, are uh, they're claiming they're fifty five and O. With all his endorsements at this wow. point, Pennsylvania is going to be uh, maybe a little bit different animal. The, the primary is tomorrow for Dr. Oz and the rest of the people in Pennsylvania. So we're going to see what happens there. But uh, either way, he was rallying in uh, Pennsylvania over the weekend, Trump was. And he still, he uh, rightly so, he harped on this. And this is a good thing. I, I don't want to revisit the 2020 thing. I think it's a distraction. A bad one for the Republicans. We can revisit it after we win the election, by all means. Let's have investigations and all that stuff. But in the meantime, let's not harp on it now. Let's harp on the Biden failures, though. Trump said this uh, again at that rally. Cut 23 low.
4: Remember about January 6th, if I might. I am the one who strongly requested 10,000 military soldiers or national guard to Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of D.C. on January 3rd because... She's in charge of the Capitol, both of them. And she and the mayor turned it down. They didn't want it. They could have it or not. If they had listened to me and my recommendation, there would have been no January 6th. And the unselect committee of highly partisan political hacks and losers would never have been chosen. Because we offered to have 10,000 soldiers circling the Capitol. So you would have never had a problem. But they turned it down. And now they're saying, conspiracy!
1: Never forget that, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget that the troops were offered and they turned it down. And then subsequently we saw the uh, Capitol Police ushering people in. Something happened, and the FBI infiltrated the crowd. They were part of, uh, you know, stirring it all up. So anyway, there's that. That happened over the weekend. And uh, Dave Chappelle, before, again, I get to some of the more serious stuff. Dave Chappelle, he spoke out over the weekend about the attack on him in Hollywood while he was doing a set. For Netflix, and, uh, well, unsurprisingly, he was not unhappy that the uh, dude had his arm broke, etc. Let's listen to what he said. Dave Chappelle.
5: And then I brought
3: down the <laughs> <Tackled> him out and stayed I felt good. When
5: my friends broke his arm. I felt good.
6: How bad does the <laughs> have to be?
3: And John Stewart was wow. stop him. <laughs> uh, that happened.
1: Yes. Oh. So there you have it. He just felt good that the guy got his arm broken, as anybody would after you got attacked like that. It was pretty gross. And uh, Eric Adams was at it. This I just thought this was funny. It's not necessarily earth shattering. The numbers rising with the cases of, of this uh, new uh, variant, whatever the hell it is, oh, hospitalizations and deaths way down. But listen to Eric Adams just, uh, I think be clowning himself with this. this he's trying to, trying to pull like a clyde Frazier or something. Eric Adams on, uh, well, what we're going to do with mandates and future closures. This is number 36. Please play that, little.
6: We're going to pivot and shift like COVID pivots and shift. Every morning we meet, and based on the outcome of our meetings, we'll make an announcement where we're going to go. If it stays at this level, we may pivot and shift and still do mandates. If we see an increase (laughs) in hospitalization and deaths, that is a a moron. moron. We may shift. I mean, really. COVID pivots and shift, I'm going to pivot and shift. And so that question can not be answered because no matter what happens, we're going to make the determination after we have our morning meeting.
2: There he is, the articulate mayor. Yeah. They call him. That's now we articular. may shift
1: before we pivot, and then and, uh, well, we could we could shift and pivot you know at I mean? the same time. I'm not decided on that yet. <laughs> you did. I we will did, get we back, did. <laughs> I will get back to you uh, on the shift and the pivot in right. which order we're going to do that. Right. But anyway, there's uh, Eric Adams he, I mean, on the he, mandate. He's a moron.
2: I mean, he, Eric, Eric, don't be afraid to stand up and take a look at the science and stop regurgitating. Democrat points, which is all he does. I was actually shocked, Bernie, that he wasn't at the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. He belongs there. That's his. That's True. his
1: crowd. I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure he probably wanted to go to that uh, particular venue, but he couldn't get he couldn't secure a good ticket <laughs> because, again, I mean, it's just like one of the big hottest tickets, and even the mayor of New York doesn't rate. Uh, you know, for example, Donald Trump. I'm sure had to pull some strings really to get in. But either way, uh, back to the White House. Now you, this is. Uh, the, the peppermint patty, uh, looking punk, Jen Saki's last week. And she's going to be replaced by, by this very sweet lady, Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's got a beautiful smile. She's a nice young black girl. Really nice smile. She's very cute. And here's Saki talking about how great she is and her social justice work. Cut number two, please, Lou.
7: She's a longtime advisor to President Biden and Dr. Biden. They are partners, having served in senior roles for him and for both of them back to when he was vice president. And she's worked for a number of advocacy organizations fighting for issues and justice for so many Americans.
1: So there you have it.
8: She's she's done wonderful, wonderful things. Uh,
1: She used to work for the city council. She's a vicious partisan with some vicious words. She called uh, the uh, American Israeli Public Affairs Committee severely racist. That's what she did. So she's an anti Semite, ladies and gentlemen. This was in a Newsweek op ed in 2019. This is what she wrote. When it comes down to it, APAC, which is the American Israeli uh, Political Action Committee, APAC's policies are not progressive policies. APAC's values are not progressive values. It's time to call a spade a spade. She blasted the conference as, quote unquote, severely racist, saying it has, quote, become known for trafficking in anti-Muslim and anti-Arab rhetoric Rhetoric, excuse me, while lifting up Islamophobic voices and attitudes. So that's what we're getting, ladies and gentlemen, with the lady, the cute little lady with the nice smile, who's going to replace uh, Peppermint Patty. Uh, so are you happy about that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thrilled. Yeah, I can't wait. I used I to hate, what? uh, what's his name, uh, what was his name, uh, Ernst, uh, Josh, he was Obama's oh, yes. guy for a long time, and uh, he annoyed the <laughs> hell out of me. He was no Robert Gibbs. But, uh, and, no, these it, two are going to be worse.
1: It's going to be awful. It's just terrible. Everybody that's involved in this Biden administration is a radical, a radical, woke-tard leftist. And last night you may have watched, last thing I'll do here is uh, you watched. Uh, you may have watched uh, 60 Minutes, and this former <laughs> defense secretary, uh, Mark Esper,
2: did you happen to see 60 Minutes last night? I haven't watched 60 Minutes since Leslie Stahl embarrassed Donald Trump and Mike Pence, when, in fact, she had everything wrong in that interview. I swear to God, I have not watched 60 Minutes since. Leslie Stahl t- turned me completely off to that show.
1: Well, you and me both said, I, I mean, and, and I once asked Lydia, I said, does anybody still watch 60 Minutes? Well, I don't know if they do or they don't. I don't know what their ratings are like. But anyway, this creep was on last night. Of course, he was. he was the defense secretary for about 11 months, and he was the defense secretary during that time where the B- Black Lives Matter, the real insurrection, where Black Lives Matter tried to storm the White House, and they took President Trump down to the basement, and they burned the church across the street from Lafayette Park, uh, the St. John's, the Episcopal Church, I believe it is, a really vaunted old church that said they tried to burn it down. And Trump walked across the street with Esper, with uh, General Milley, General uh, Thoroughly woke Milley across the street. Anyway, just, uh, Esper's got a book out. And he, he's got all these wacky claims. And one of them, he says that Donald Trump actually uh, asked about shooting some missiles off into the Mexican cartel's drug factories from the United States, and which to me seems like a really reasonable thing to do. If you're going to be sending all these arms out to the Ukraine, let's send them to these drug factories, send some of our arms via the air to some of these Mexican drug cartel factories that are killing tens of thousands of our youth. But, but remember about this Esper guy. Where, where, after the walk from the White House to the church, and, and Trump held up the Bible out in front of the church. It was a real show of uh, bravado and a big middle finger to BLM. They were all they were all uh, you know gathered in Lafayette Park. This is what this coward, this little thumb sucking freaking weasel, uh, Defense Secretary Mark Esper said two day two or three days later because they caught a lot of heat. Oh, he's walking across with the military. I mean, this is not what a democracy is supposed to be looking like. Cut 24, uh, Mark Esper, Lou, please. Cut 24. I did know
8: that following the president's remarks on Monday evening,
1: that many of us were going to join President Trump and review the damage in Lafayette Park and at St. John's Episcopal Church. What I was not aware of was exactly where we were going when we when we arrived at the church and uh, what the uh, plans uh, were uh, once we got there. Uh, cut 25 as well. Please listen to this weasel. My hope is that instead of the violence in the streets, we will see peaceful demonstrations that honor George Floyd, that press for accountability for his murder, that move us to reflect about racism in America, and that serve as a call to action for us to come together and to address this problem once and for all. So he totally caved, totally went because of the criticism, just like, you know, Roger Goodell and all the corporate CEOs and all kinds of people Totally caved to the pressure from Black Lives Matter, threw his president under the bus at that, with those couple of comments right there, as did uh, General Woke Millie, who said the same type of things. Well, I'm interested in white rage. I want to know about Roy. So anyway, just, to, I just wanted people to keep that in mind, seeing how he was on 60 Minutes last night, the kind of person you're dealing with. A total, uh, a total spineless P word that rhymes with wussy. And that's what this creep is, and he's trying to cash in by telling secrets you know, from his time, his short tenure as defense secretary. So anyway, they did protest outside the Kavanaugh and I believe Gorsuch's house. They're going to Alito's house tonight. I think he skipped town, though. He's not going to be there. Hmm. And they, they, they actually went to some churches, and they actually bombed a joint out in the Wisconsin with yes. the Molotov cocktails. Yep. So, uh, so listen, Merrick Garland, uh, Joe Biden, you want to talk about domestic terrorism? Molotov cocktails, and some uh, pro-life headquarters out in Wisconsin. Anyway, we have a great guest list, Sydney. Great, 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 great guest list. We have Curtis Lee. We're coming up this hour. Rich Lowry. We have, uh, of all people... Uh, and Sid's best new new bestie, uh, Sarah <laughs> Palin. Funny. How do you like that?
2: I, it is, is funny. Great.
1: Yeah. Hey, by the way, is she, she going to be
2: in Alaska as she speaks to us? I no. It, she's actually with Ronnie in uh, Jacksonville. They watched the Derby and the Ranger oh. game together on Saturday, so she's on East Coast time this morning.
1: Oh, sweet. Okay, uh, Duque, uh, we yeah. have her. Yeah. Yep. And I believe, do we still have Bill Donahue at do. 9 o'clock We do. We do. We have uh, Curtis Lee yeah, with 640,
2: which Lowry 740, Sarah Palin 840, and Bill Donahue at 905. That is a blockbuster Monday show.
1: You ain't lying, Sidney. You ain't lying. Uh, you ain't lying. Uh, so here on the Bernie and Sid Show, stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. We're coming right back.
0: Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: on your Monday morning, back here on the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And as Bernie pointed out at the top of the show, this is the week, folks. This is it. Temperatures are the next two days, mid to upper 60s. Windy, yes, but uh, all sunshine. And then from Wednesday until as far as I can see, the next 10 days, temperatures in the 70s, Every day. So uh, this is it. I've been complaining. Too windy, too cold. Second week of May, let's go. Even yesterday wasn't great. But uh, now the nice weather is here. Summer is right around the corner. And it's time to enjoy. Mets are in first. Yankees are in first. Could be a a great summer here in New York City. With that said, uh, Bernie, how was your Mother's Day yesterday?
1: It was lovely, Sydney. My uh, kids came over. Beautiful uh, kids. My wife. Excuse me. My daughter-in-law came over with my son. And it was just great. They took her out. It was nice. They hung out. We all hung out in the house, hung out in the back a little bit outdoors. It was chilly, but it was, you know, it was tolerable. It was just a beautiful day and and understated. Watched a lot of sports, of course, uh, as much as possible, even though uh – well, actually, there was a doubleheader with the Mets. That was yeah. fun. and yeah. It was just very nice, very nice. Yeah. How
2: about yourself? Actually, uh, the Mets and Yankees both played doubleheaders yesterday, and they both won one and lost one. And, yes, I had a nice day, too. Uh, woke up early, and Danielle got her workouts in, which she loves to do. She looks great. And then uh, she made breakfast on Mother's Day for everybody. And then uh, we went to the gym together, and then we uh, came home and, and did some things around the house. You know, got a new couch in the basement, which is fun. Get to hang out in the basement now and watch TV. Becomes a family room, really. And then I went for a very nice dinner last night. So it was a very, very nice day. Naomi with a great phone call. My mother had a very nice Mother's Day yesterday, too. It's funny. I put up two posts on my Instagram page, Bernard, at Rosenberg.Sydney. At Rosenberg.Sydney. One, a collage of Danielle with me and Ava and Gabe. And Danielle looking gorgeous in every picture. And, of course, I got a 1,000 people saying, oh, your beautiful wife, Danielle, blah, blah, blah. Then I put up a collage of my mother. And she ended up getting more likes and more comments than Danielle. Nah. <laughs> oh, I, I love, love it. Mom, She's a rock star, Naomi. They love her. They love her. So yeah. Th- that was very nice. Very nice. That's our
1: audience. They love, they love mom because, uh, you know, she speaks the truth.
2: Yeah, the creature in the White House. They love that stuff. Back there it is. Again, Bernie always points this out. But if you want to watch this radio show after the radio show is over... It's worth it because Eric Salas and Danny and Gabby and everybody does a really good job with the graphics and the pictures. So right now there's a lovely picture of my mother and father up on WABC Radio TV, WABC Radio TV. But to see all that, you have to rewatch this show after the actual radio show, and I recommend you all do that. Saturday, the other couch came in. There's me and Danielle. She looks great with a beautiful cake. Thank you, Joe Parisi, and and um, of course, um, Margot and John. But we watched the Ranger game together on Saturday night, and that was a brutal watch. You watch the game, but the Rangers fell behind four to one. They outscored Pittsburgh three nothing in the second period. Out of nowhere, they tied the game just to lose seven to four. We're actually going to break down game four of that Ranger Penguin series, which is tonight with Sarah Palin, because she watches every second now of Ranger hockey with Ron Duguay before she talks about Roe versus Wade or after either way. So that was a disappointing loss on Saturday night for the Rangers, but otherwise, a beautiful weekend. Uh, thank you for asking, Bernard.
1: Oh, yeah, it was great. It was terrific. And, uh, look, we're going to speak to Curtis Sleewa in a bit, but uh, we have a great guest list in addition to Curtis Sleewa. It's going to be Bill Donahue. It's going to be Rich Lowry. And it's going to be, let's see, who am I leaving out? Oh, Sarah, you just mentioned her, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, Palin. yeah. Well, all of this is coming up. But in the meantime, traffic and sports as well. But right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 o'clock here. John talks with former Governor David Patterson.
8: Cuomo, what say you? If former Governor Cuomo wanted to get into this race, he probably was helped by the Supreme Court decision, which he supported uh, and which I support, that will redraw the district lines, but it will probably also delay the primary from June 28th. August 24th, but it would give someone like the former governor the time to get petitions and to kind of uh, try to refigure his message in a way that perhaps he could be uh, a primary challenger, but most likely he would have to run independently and run as an independent candidate
9: email them at info at gabola.com that's g-a-b-o law.com gabola where winning
10: is no accident
0: on the red apple podcast network
11: Thank you.
1: Back here on the Bernie and Sid show, we are heard everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, on that 77 WABC sign will cast out on eastern Long Island, Newstalk 107.1 FM, and as Sid pointed out after the show, on your smart TVs, on your computers at wabcradio.tv. You can watch. And if you did tune in uh, later today, you would see that Curtis Slewa is actually in studio. Listen, let me tell you about Curtis Slewa. He is one of the toughest, indefatigable dudes you'll ever, ever meet. I mean, rough, tough, 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 but he's got one of the kindest, gentlest hearts you'll ever, ever meet. This guy, Curtis Slewa, really does, folks. Know him personally now for a number of years. And I can just say that I love Curtis Slewa. Now, the Guardian Angels have been asked to patrol Forest Hills in the wake of the shooting of the uh, Chinese delivery man. So it's, he's now not just patrolling the rough hoods, but a place like Forest Hills in Eric Adams, New York. So, uh, Curtis Sliwa, I'll welcome you in. Good morning, but I want to ask you this question. Mother's Day, I mean, you got kids sprinkled all over New York City. In each all of the five boroughs. How the hell did you handle Mother's Day yesterday?
4: Now, Bertie, you said I'm the toughest guy alive, right? Except when I deal with all my ex-wives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, where, where's the child support? Where, 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 where? Said, it's coming. Don't worry. I'll get it to you, to you in a day. And then all of a sudden they just start. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, what a bird I I feel never she slubby. Now I know. Yeah. Said. Yeah. why Jewish guys die earlier than their wives. They want to.
2: They just want to. That's exactly what's the old joke. We actually uh, went to Jersey Saturday morning, Danielle and I. She had to get a car service. We drove back through Queens, and she pointed out, oh, there's the uh, the Supreme Court, there's the the, uh, the courthouses, which she has been to, every borough. And then we saw Katz, District Attorney, across the street, and I said, that's another one of Curtis's ex-wives. And she said, how many does he have? And I said, I-, I don't even know. How many are. Oh, there?
4: wait a second. How many fingers and toes do I have here? I don't know if I've had more radio partners or more ex
2: wives. Well, uh, Michael Jordan won six championships. Is it uh, more or less than that? Uh, slightly less. Slightly <laughs> less, okay.
4: <laughs> Although, so I must Curtis. say, I must say, burning first, this man is very excited here. He thought Ron Duguay was coming into the studio <laughs> what here. He did. Duguay. He had no eyes uh. for
2: Sarah Palin. Boy, you are you're like really enamored with Ron Duguay. Uh, I love Ronnie. Sarah is a very attractive woman and a very bright woman. But, yes, given the opportunity to spend a night with one of those two, I'm taking <laughs> Ronnie. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Without the helmet, right? <laughs> 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 That's
1: funny. Just the, the, just the leg pads. That's yeah. it. It's nothing else. <laughs> hey, uh, Curtis, listen. On a serious side, you've been out there. I mean, you're always out there. Oh, all, all, I mentioned Forest Hills, but a lot of—I mean, crime. Let's put it this way: crime up 70 percent. Who the hell would have thought that crime would would have gotten so much worse after De Blasio left under Eric Adams, the the crime fighter, the cop,
4: the guy who was supposed to reduce crime? Uh, give us your thoughts on all that. Let me let me sort of truncate it. The swagger man never had a plan. He bamboozled the I got a plan. Day one, I'm getting busy on crime. You know, we say in the streets, bupkis, ugats. You never had a plan. Your only plan was to get a nice uh, customized suit and Ferragamo shoes and become the mayor of nightlife. He's at zero bond. He's at all the clubs. He spent more time in Los Angeles. Then he spent on Rikers Island, which is ready to blow. Another inmate committed suicide. 16 last year, 4 now. The gangs run the joint. And you got to say to yourself, Eric, get focused. Guardian Angels are now patrolling Bay Ridge. In 43 years, we were never asked to patrol Bay Ridge. Bay Ridge? Bay Ridge, Bay Ridge and now God. Forest Hills. Because the crime is everywhere. Everywhere. And he's acting like, I got it. Don't worry. I got. No, he doesn't have it. And I was really angry. Uh, our friend, the greatest mayor who ever existed in our lifetime, critiqued his first four months and said, the guy needs to stop going out at night yeah. and focus on
2: crime. He actually he actually took it a step further. It's in today's New York Post. He called him a, quote-unquote, failure. Yes. Rudy Giuliani. Well, yes. the first four wow. months he is. Yeah. Who would have thought yeah. things would be worse than they
4: were yeah. in any four months at De Blasio? But then, if you notice how they savaged Rudy Giuliani... This is the man who brought crime down in the city. 2,000 murders a year, 5,000 unsolved shootings. We became then the safest big city in America. You think it would behoove Eric Adams. Instead of running out to the trendoids in L.A., Michael Milken, David Chappelle. Oh, look at me. Yeah, Look at me. I, I'm I'm the swag man. You would think he would sit down with Rudy, and Rudy would impart to him, information that could help him get this city safe, safer, so that people will come back to work, so tourists will come here, so that some normalcy can return. He won't do that, cause he thinks that Rudy is a racist. Right. He calls him a clown. He calls him a liar. Right. And yet this is the guy. And then there's Bernard Carrick. Bernard Carrick had 18,000 inmates on Rikers Island and some of the other city jails. You never had the problems back then that you have now. In fact, you know what they used to do, Bernie? When you came in and you were being processed, if you were a tough guy, you know, coming in with your Timberland boots, your Nike's, your Pumas, they said, "No, you pal, you're getting Skippies and their Air Giuliani's. <laughs> they would paint them with orange fluorescent oh, paint. Oh my that's god. That's funny. I love uh, it. Curtis I love Leeu-
2: it in studio, but I have to tell you that New Yorkers deserve what they get. Not where I live, by the way. These yeah. are very smart people, patriotic people, service people. They know what's going on. But New Yorkers deserve what they get because they were the ones who voted in de Blasio all those years. They voted in Eric Adams. And, and even now, with Eric Adams dropping 12 points, the latest poll in last week's New York Post has the majority of New Yorkers saying Eric Adams is doing a good job. So while I've been blasting them from day one and Bernard and you and Greg Kelly, the majority of New Yorkers, even now, think he's doing a good job. That tells you New Yorkers deserve what they get. I mean, these people really make me crazy. It'll, it'll get worse.
4: worse. It'll get worse. This guy is styling and profiling. Did you hear his answer on Friday in Times Square? He goes, yes. I'm going to be going on more junkets. I'm going to be a global world traveler. On whose dime, pal, you need mm-hmm. to get your ass in City Hall, focus on on getting into the subways, getting into the streets, into the parks, getting the homeless into the shelters, the emotionally disturbed, into mental health care facilities, and then the city has a chance to return to some normalcy. Without that, it's not going to happen.
1: No, and plus, uh, you know, far from, uh, well, first of all, Giuliani saved black lives. Those are the people who would have died otherwise uh, if, if Giuliani didn't implement his broken windows, which, to a certain extent, uh, Eric Adams has uh, belatedly brought back. But instead of meeting with a guy like Giuliani, he actually went to meet with Laurie Lightfoot, which is like going uh, on re- re- reducing crime, which is like going to, uh, you know, Chris Christie for uh, marathon running tips, for God's <laughs> sakes. I mean, he's totally, totally screwed up big, big time. And uh, so here's the thing. He should be going after people like Stuart Cousins and uh, Carl Heastie, and I mean naming names and putting up the pictures of dead people and say, Carl Heastie, these people are dead because of you. You need, We need this right now. Desperate times go for desperate or, measures. Or That's what he should be doing.
4: How about Alvin Bragg? You know, you go into a Dwayne Reed, a CVS, a Walgreens, And the guy will come in and say, could I have my Alvin Bragg swag bags? And then they go through the aisles, they fill them up, they walk out, nothing happens. Shoplifting up 81%. It's killing retail here in the city. He's never confronted Alvin Bragg. He's only said good things about Alvin Bragg. Now, both of you are right. Put your heads together. Why do you think that he gives Alvin Bragg the soft treatment? Because Alvin Bragg has a weapon that he's afraid of. City Hall is in Manhattan. There may potentially, like in any mayoralty, be political corruption. That would be the privy of the Manhattan DA. So you understand, mm-hmm. he's more concerned about mm-hmm. Bragg possibly looking into what's going on in City Hall than putting the pressure on Bragg and said, knock this Bragg bag, swag bag thing off and start locking him up or I'm going to be a, your worst nightmare every day. He's not like that right. at all. Not like that at all. No, no, and, no. And,
2: and it wasn't just, you know, people said the issues in New York are crime, 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 but I disagreed with that. I thought it was crime, crime, education. You know, we've got a lot of issues, the DOE, all kinds of issues, and I know a lot of that dates back to Coranza and Bill de Blasio, and I like the guy that Eric Adams put there. I don't know if you like banks or not, but the same, some of the same issues are still happening. Things haven't changed all that dramatically here in New York. So all the things that you, you look for Eric Adams to improve in this city, even above and beyond crime, and he's done none of it. Well, what exactly, can you give him a good grade on anything? Yes. What? Oh, my God.
4: What? That man knows how to dress. No, come on. I'm being <laughs> Joseph Abu no, would give him an A+. Plus, plus <laughs> let's face it, he's the mayor of nightlife. Great. Every night he's at zero bond. A private club. I know. You know whatever yeah. goes on in a private club stays, stays in, a in a private, private club. club. So sure. if you want to do business with the mayor, you don't go to City Hall. No, no, no. Because he's never there. He's running no. around the city cutting right. ribbons all you go day. go to Cipriano's. Right. Or he's on that <laughs> carousel in Brooklyn. You know, he's doing lightweight things. You go to zero bond and you make deals. You get you wine him, dine and pocket line. You know that he's going around already fundraising, not for the next mayoral election. He wants to be president. They oh, are telling course. people in four years, because Biden is impaired, invest in me now and you're going to be on the Eric Adams swagger man train <laughs> oh, come on. and go right to Washington, D.C. He truly believes this. And his supporters do. They say it openly. I know. It well, used to be a 10-year plan when he was running in the general election against no. me, and before that, the primary. Now
2: they've truncated that to no, But on a serious, though. He did bring back uh, broken windows and the anti-gun unit, he calls it. Well, I mean, well, 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 what order, he about? I'm looking for something yeah, here. I'm I something.
4: <laughs> An anti-crime unit that has a uniform on. Uh, look, you and me, we're homies on the corner. We're clockers. <laughs> we're steerers. right? We say, 5 <laughs> There they are. You know what they've done? They've made traffic stop arrests. They're writing tickets. Almost no gun arrests because they might as well put a neon light on them saying, we're the anti-crime unit, but we can't go undercover. And broken windows? The only thing that's getting broken in the city are more windows because he hasn't imposed the Rudy Giuliani broken windows theory, which has worked for Rudy Giuliani, worked for Bloomberg and Kelly, But they haven't imposed broken windows. They have not lip service. But And what happened at stop and frisk? He was going to do stop and frisk against gangbangers. You know what his police commissioner said? Over my dead body, we're not doing any stop and frisk. Well, excuse me, ma'am. It's not going to be your dead body. It's the dead bodies of people of color all throughout the five boroughs of New York City that are going to suffer as a result of that. They need to do stop and frisk against known gangbangers. That's common sense.
1: Absolutely. Well said, Curtis Lee. And to Sydney's point, it should be crime, crime, and education because these thugs have come up through the our public school system. And for some reason, there's a new book, and this is true, new book that just came out over the weekend. It's called Our Skin, A First Conversation About Race, directed at uh, two- to five-year-olds. And here's just one passage, just one passage, uh, Curtis and Sid. A long time ago, way before you were born, a group of white people made up, An idea called race. They (laughs) sorted people by skin color and said that white people were better, smarter, prettier, and that they deserved more than anybody else. Now I know that Sid agrees with that sentiment, but I would just say that that's poison to uh, tell a black no, no. kid that. Yeah, no, I understand. It's
4: poison. But they didn't say they didn't teach these children that there was a time when certain white people were told as they read the sign, "Irish need not apply. <laughs> Stay the hell out of here." Jews, hey, there's a shanda on you. We're not we're not selling you a house. How come they're not teaching our children
2: about all the prejudice that was exhibited against certain whites by other whites? Oh, please. No, I'll tell you, Mike kid goes to a school, and I don't want to blast the school because for the most part they've done a good job with Gabriel. Bernie, you know that. You know the horrors he went through a private school before that at Peck Slips. Sure enough. But they are literally, the, these, these teachers, white girls, they are raising a generation of hate. There's a kid in my son's school. My son sneezed a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the kid said, "Oh my God, Gabe just said the N word. My son would never say that." First of all, his mother Danielle is uh, mixed; she has, she has a black mother, a black uh, father, and a white mother. Uh, that never happens at my son. Never. Long story short, he's been dealing with this issue. Because he's one of the few white kids in the class. This is a kid that went to his birthday parties. This is a kid that had over my house. This is a kid he's grown up with. And now, because of what he sees on the news and what maybe his parents say and his teachers say is okay, he's making claims like this. And we went to the school, and the school feigned horror. And guess what happened? Nothing. No suspensions. No uh, expulsions. Nothing. We're going to sit down and talk to the kid. Yeah, would... the other way around, by the way, my son would be kicked out of school Understood. for six months. Uh,
4: how about if I do an intervention here and I go into all of these uh hipster millennial uh cancel culture teachers and say, yeah. you know what this young boy did? He said, chew. Yes. I'm a Jew. ha <laughs> <laughs> chew. I'm a Jew. <laughs> right? That's funny. <laughs> understand? Yes. yes. Yeah. I do understand. I, I'll straighten it out. It's Leave terrible. it up to me. Come on, Sid. Curtis? I can handle it.
1: Curtis Lee on the Bernie and Sid Show. Curtis, you do a show. You do two shows actually over the weekend, one with a uh, Chris Hahn, who's decidedly a, a tamp down when he's on with you, and also the other one with the uh, Anthony Weiner. Uh, so how are those working out? How are you how are you getting along with uh, Anthony? And do you socialize with Mister Weiner? Do you like Weiner off the air?
4: I don't socialize (laughs) with anybody. I don't have time to socialize with anybody. That's funny, Bernie. But no, I've known Anthony Weiner for many, many years. Many, many years. Guy can be a very good talk show host. He's obviously got baggage. But to credit of John Katsimatidis, he gives people a second chance. He gives them a chance, and then it's up to them to earn that chance. And he's earning it now. He's doing a good job. He's doing due diligence. It's an interesting show. And then with Chris Hahn with Chris Hahn it's clearly left versus right yeah. uh and he's one of these guys from Strong Island who thinks they know it all so mm-hmm. Bernie i may need you to go over there and straighten out Chris Hahn will a Louisville uh, slugger rocky calavito baseball bat
1: actually i did that once uh, on a weekend me, me and chris hahn for an hour believe it or not it was very very ugly but with you you kind of uh, it's it's more t- it's more civil yeah. with you and chris and it is a very good listen that and the anthony weiner show with Curtis Lee, Excellent I actually I
2: actually moderated the uh, the show that you did with Chris Hahn, and uh, you kicked yeah. the living crap out of him. It Was ugly. And the week after, I had Tom Arnold on the show. You may remember it was on those Sundays too. But I had the chance to sit down with Anthony here. Bernie was out one day, and they put him on. And um, um, you know, I was against it initially. I really was. I said, I'm not putting this guy on our show. He he um, he came off as uh, very apologetic. He started to cry when I mentioned his father and his son. And uh, ever since then, I've seen him once or twice in studio. We've been okay. So, uh, look, uh, again, uh, he's not making excuses. He's not looking for, uh, for, for people to sympathize. He knows he, he did something horrible. And uh, he's getting a second chance, and, and he seems like he's, well, uh, he's doing a good let job. Let
4: me put it in this way. Uh, Anthony Weiner knows his stuff. He knows where all the political bones are buried and who buried them. He does. The guy would have been mayor of the city of New York, no doubt about it. But you look at Anthony Weiner now, he's scaling himself back, and you look at Hunter Biden. Look at Hunter Biden. Yeah, sure. He's going art galleries, paintings, he's jumping around, he's never apologized, he's never made amends. Look at the difference between somebody who has humbled themselves and understands, I did a very bad thing, I got to crawl myself back out of the belly of the beast, and then look at Hunter Biden every day. Every Still day, why isn't this guy in jail?
1: That's an excellent question. I think that's coming soon, Curtis Lee. But let me just say this, Curtis. You are a New York icon. You should be mayor of New York. As I said at the open of the segment, you're a terrific individual. I just can attest to that, ladies and gentlemen. And so it's an honor to have you on the Bernie and Sid show every single time. Thanks for appearing, coming in early this morning, and uh we'll do it again soon, Curtis. How about that?
4: How about a live broadcast from The Rock, right, because I where I got locked up many times.
2: Oh, we, we want to do I'll, that. Oh, I, yes. I'll, I'll arrange it. We'd we can deal with that. the
4: Bloods, the Crips, yeah. the
2: Trinitarios, yeah. MS-13. Oh, we'd love it. We'll, we'll be the wrecking crew. We'll we'll come in there and say, we're taking over. Yeah, that's fine. In fact, my buddy Chris right, Armando pitches. from uh, Gravesend says we have a lot of listeners inside The Rock that yes. love me in Yes, the North, you so. guys yes. do. Because remember... They control, the gangs control (laughs) the rock. I know. We're We're not talking to correctional officers, the gangs. I know. Hey, great job, Uh uh, to Bernie's point. Thank you so much, Curtis. Still to come, Mitch Lowry comes our way at 740. We're going to talk to Sarah Palin coming up at 840 and Bill Donahue coming up at 905. A very exciting Monday morning show with Bernie and Sid. Short break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks, Curtis. We
0: are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Hot Radio 77.
3: WNBC. See the stone.
2: with or without, this is uh, you two again. We played "Angel of Harlem" at the very top of the show. This is, of course, "With or Without You." Were those the two songs, Lou, that uh, Bono and you two played in that subway that station. That's
1: definitely
11: what I heard. Those, those two,
2: right? Yeah. All right, back with that one number two on this gorgeous Monday morning of the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, seven oh five now. And uh yes, you two did uh, put on an impromptu uh show in the subway station. In the capital of Ukraine, playing Angel of Harlem with or without you, for starters, that was uh, very, very nice. Otherwise, i got to tell you, the weekend was filled, as Bernie's already pointed out, uh, with an excellent job by Bernie. With all this uh, nonsense, these he's radicals, these crazy pro-life uh, people, uh, pro-choice people, I should say, excuse me. You know, uh, setting off Molotov cocktails and showing up at Chief Justice's homes and churches. And I woke up early yesterday morning, it was Mother's Day, and... Danielle and I had coffee together and breakfast together, and she was uh, on her her Peloton treadmill and Peloton bike. She does two classes every weekend morning, one on the treadmill, one on the bike. She's a a rock star. And I go back upstairs to watch TV, and one station has Willie Geist, one station has George Stephanopoulos, one station has my guy Chuck Todd, who was just demoted to basically Siberia. He's gone. And I couldn't find one damn thing to watch. I find myself watching three hours of Joel Osteen. I mean, Sunday mornings, there is uh-huh. nothing to watch, Bernie. I'm, I, I can't watch guy. it to keep up. It's brutal. And everything is Ukraine-Russia and these pro, uh, pro-choice pro maniacs. It's the most depressing TV any time during the week.
1: And the Ukraine-Russia stuff is a complete and total distraction from what's really going on with inflation, the economy, I mean, we're staring at a food shortage, and they don't want to talk about this. This, no. this is going to impact people in a bad, bad way coming soon. I mean, you know, cr- very credible economists are forecasting just this. Food shortage, uh, very, very expensive, and maybe just not only expensive beef, but you you won't be able to get beef. They're actually using, uh, uh, believe this or not, they're using, they can't get fertilizer. So they're using human waste, oh my God, to grow products, I swear to God oh uh, yeah, yeah they're using human waste, and, and this is what's happening, and they don't want to talk so let's go to ukraine let's talk this is nice and easy, and this won't hurt the Biden administration. you know we'll talk about bono playing in the yeah. uh yeah. subway station and by the way, to what end you want to boost morale? you know what we got we have to get these these idiots to the bargaining table and stop this war, and because there's a whole bunch of wheat. Uh, grain and stuff that is being held up from the Ukraine—that's contributing, that's going to contribute, and uh, already is to this food shortage. Women or with uh, infants—they can't get—they uh, can't get formula for their babies. I mean, this is bad. I saw somewhere where somebody wrote, um, "Women—you know—the uh, women are going to remember that they can't get formula." as opposed to worrying about that they can't get an abortion, oh, which, of course, they will be able to get. Right. But that's a truism. I mean, that that's what's going to impact people's uh, you know, choices yep. in November is going to be the food shortages. It's going to be inflation. And if, if they're paying any kind of attention and they know anybody that OD'd, and which I'm sure most people do, the fentanyl stuff uh, at the border and all that crap. Well, I hope so. That's going to be the uh, real I so. issue.
2: I mean, right now MSNBC is showing videos. The Russians are having a victory day today, even though they're taking a beating in the Ukraine and they really embarrass themselves militarily. Well, they are they are celebrating v- themselves today. It's it's crazy.
1: Well, no, this is this is uh, victory over the Nazis. This is oh, a, I'm an sorry. annual. This is an annual thing they do. You know, they—they—it was a huge victory, obviously, yeah, over yeah, the Nazis. Yeah. What the Soviets went through, the Russians, even though they're barbarians, they went through he- utter hell. And so, anyway, what was supposed to happen was uh, everybody was afraid that the Vladimir Putin would make some sort of crazy proclamation today, and he didn't do it. He didn't he do was, it. Uh, no. He was—he didn't—and and, and, not—you uh, uh, know, contrary to him doing that. He actually looks sick, weak, feeble, according to the reports that
2: I heard. Well, he's I got cancer, he's been sick with cancer. I mean, CNN right now is running something. Putin delivers defiant speech at Moscow Military Parade, and I'm doing exactly what I just complained about, talking about this, so I'm moving on. Uh, let's go back to Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> the Kentucky you, Derby. The there we go. Screw this. A rich Strike, Bernie mentioned it in our number one, just an unbelievable victory, came uh, on the inside late in the race. An 80 to 1 horse, 80 to 1 winning the Kentucky Derby. The good news is that made for a great story on Saturday. The bad news is, if you're a real horse racing fan, you want the possibility, if not the probability, of a horse here in New York at the Belmont, having the opportunity to win the Triple Crown. We've only had two in the last 37 years, American Pharoah back in 2015 and Justified back in 2018. And this win by Rich Strike pretty much guarantees there'll be no Triple Crown winner this year because I I, I highly doubt he's going to come back and win again in Baltimore. But if you miss Saturday... Here's what about the last 50 seconds sounded like as this unbelievable long shot won Saturday's big race.
11: Now Epicenter comes splitting horses and is moving up quickly as Crown Pride takes the lead around the far turn. It is Crown Pride battling with Pessier. They're stride for stride. Epicenter and Zozo's in behind them. Cybernet sweeps up on the outside. Sandon gets the rail run and they're into the stretch. And it it's Pessier. Crown Pride, then Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final for Lung. Sandin is coming after him! Epicenter and Sandin! These two, strike for strive. Simplification down the outside is next! They're coming down to the wire! Epicenter's ended! Rich Strike is coming up on the inside! Oh my goodness! The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby! Rich Strike has done it! In a stunning, unbelievable upset!
2: Yeah, if you heard Epicenter and Zandon, those were the two favorites. Messier was the third favorite. And then out of nowhere, like they shoved a rocket up his horse's ass, here comes Rich Strike on the inside and shocks uh. the world and wins on Saturday. That was uh, that was something else. On a Saturday and in it, Kentucky. If you,
1: if you watch that, they have a, a version of it from the air, from a, you yes. know, a drone. Yes. And if you see that, I mean, that that is an incredible view the way this uh, horse meandered through and, and navigated through maneuvered through this the crowds of horses to get because you know you get blocked off and this this particular jockey was able to maneuver through the crowds and you see uh, how he gets to the inside and then starts to run you know down the stretch really phenomenal and it was fun to watch i got to tell you and i'm glad i mean look let's let's face it uh, he he wasn't supposed to win the kentucky derby maybe rich strike will win uh, the belmont stakes wow. you can still you can still it would be some one hell of a miracle i it mean would. but yeah, uh, yeah. It, it could happen
2: right uh, why not why not hey, he's K- got keep hope alive keep, Sydney. Hope, keep alive. hope alive couple of shout outs this morning original wonder woman very active on my instagram page once again at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. we've got a great show page at it's Bernie and sid and of course the radio station at 77 wabc radio uh, original Wonder Woman telling us that uh, big construction workers they 're on the site right now they 're all listening and Robert Bush is a friend of of his and has been listening to watch now the last couple of weeks based on a recommendation loves the show and then on uh, last night, Bernie Danielle, and I and the kids went to Joe Esposito. Our dear friend, the chief of police, still struggling. Yesterday had to be a brutal day for him. By the way, brutal, losing his wife, Chris. Yesterday Mother's Day, but he uh, suggested and recommended I try a place by my new home called La Sorrentino, which we did a couple of weeks ago. We went back last night, and I got to tell you, the father and the son, both named Joseph, did such an amazing job. It was such a beautiful meal. Again, I want to thank Joe Parisi and John and Margot for providing a beautiful Mother's Day cake for Danielle at the very end of the meal. But what a a great restaurant. You know, they sing. He has a guy who sings, and and, uh, Joe sings along with him. They did all your favorite songs, Bernie. They did Dean Martin, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, some great Italian classics. And at one point during the middle of the the dinner, the guy, uh, Joe, the father, says, hey, by the way, we want to welcome from the Bernie and Sid show on WABC, Sid Rosenberg having dinner tonight with his beautiful wife, Danielle, and the kids. Sid, please stand up. Which, uh, I wasn't expecting, and I stood up and we got a rousing. I mean, and the place was packed. <laughs> there wasn't one Get seat out available. Of here, I really? swear to God. I swear to God. Place was packed, not one seat available. We got a rousing round of applause. They love us in that neighborhood, by the way, Bern. Of course, you know that. But it was very, very nice. Celebrating Danielle, great restaurant. Again, the, the father-son combination of the Sorrentino could not have been better last night. And Bernie and Sid got a rousing round of applause.
1: That is high praise, man. That's nice. That's yes. fun. Yes, I guess the meal tasted good after uh, <laughs> after that. Not that it wouldn't have otherwise, but uh, wow, that's pretty nice. That's uh, quite the honor. Thank you for that.
2: Yeah, that was very nice. Seems like every week now we get honored. The week before we got the the big award at the New York uh, State Shields Breakfast, and Bernie and Sid becoming uh, just huge, just huge. And the reason why is obvious because look, uh, for example, you know, talking about the uh, the Roe versus Wade stuff last week. You're a a reluctant pro-choice guy. I'm an enthusiastic pro-choice guy. But the truth is, is that we're not going to be okay with people standing outside of Supreme Court justices' homes. We're not going to be okay with people desecrating the Catholic Church. So we're not afraid to tell the truth from both sides. I mean, most of the time, you and I agree. 99.99% of the time, you and I agree. Ever since the Hillary and uh, Trump election. But I got to tell you, man, uh, all these TV shows you watch, all these radio shows, and there is just nobody out there, there is nobody out there who tells you the truth. And even the guys that do tell you the truth... It's a lot of repetition, the same talking points over and over again. Somehow you and I find a way to include our personalized, with a lot of our political decisions, and that makes for a much more entertaining radio. I, I mean, again, not to sound arrogant here, but nobody does it like you and I. Nobody. Nobody.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I hope that's the case. We're, we're kind of unique, but uh, on the Roe versus Wade thing, I mean, I think I broke it down where it's understandable, where it's, it's very, very simple. It, it was bad law. You don't hear this, uh, by the way, on any of the other fake news channels. It was bad law to begin with. Everybody knows that Ruth Bader Ginsburg knew that.
2: And and I'm glad you mentioned her because that group Ruth sent us was the one that started to cause all this trouble last week. And I saw plenty of girls holding signs. Even in New York yesterday, what would Ruth say? Well, I'll tell you, stupid, what Ruth would say. Listen to Bernie and Sid. She would tell you to go home, you dumb bastard. Right. Do your homework.
1: That's what Ruth would say. Uh, but it, it takes it sends the uh the issue back to the states and democracy takes over that's what happens in some states you know the legislature that gets elected says listen we don't want abortion some say they put uh you know some some harsh restrictions on it others uh put let let it be very liberal the restrictions which for example in New York state i mean you could basically give birth and then murder the got the damn uh infant right afterwards Terrible. uh in New York state so so, But that, that's Parable. democracy, and that's the point of the whole thing. And then we also will tell you, when, when you hear a, a, a Gillibrand, when you hear Schumer, when you hear Letitia James, none of these idiots on the fake local news channel, none of them, none of them would say that this law will not affect you, who I'm talking to, you who's watching my uh, Channel 5 newscast, Steve Lacey, Bill Ritter, won't tell the audience that this law will have no effect on your ability to have an abortion. They will not say that. They they engage in fear mongering and they let they play Letitia James screaming I will not apologize uh, and we will not be uh, my body my no now, even whatsoever. worse. Than, though, she, she
2: talked about using wire hangers. I mean she got really graphic and explicit yeah. and was really gross. Not only to your point, Bernie, will they not tell you that you're not gonna it's not gonna change here, but they actually intimate they lie that it will change. That's yeah, the intimation that's right. that it will change. That's a lie.
1: Complete and totalized. So that is uh, uh, hopefully uh, p- part of the reason uh, for our success because we tell the truth. And, yeah, I said that that ends with an F. We
2: tell <laughs> the damn truth, hey, y'all. Listen, it all goes back. And, and the show really started to, to rise in popularity during COVID because when Boomer and Gio were in their basement and when, uh, you know, the w, all of WOR was sitting home, you and I were at 210 Plaza every day. And right. we, were, we were supporting local business owners. No patience whatsoever for shutdowns from the very, very, very beginning. No patience for masks. I very rarely wore them, not because I was insensitive, not because I wanted people to die. But you weren't going to lie to me. You, don't, you weren't going to tell me that's Godiva Troth when, in fact, it's a bunch of duty. And from day one, we <laughs> never, ever, ever moved off of that. And that's when people started to say... These are the only guys. These are the only guys. While everybody else walked around with masks on, scared to death, all that nonsense, even Republicans, we were the only guys that said, folks, folks, there's something much bigger going on here, and it has nothing to do with medicine and or science. They're lying to you. They're all lying to you.
1: That's right. Exactly right. We were there at ground zero in that hellscape known as New York City, saying just what you said, plus the George Floyd thing happened uh, on the heels of all that. George Floyd thing happened like yep. Memorial Day weekend, which is two or three months after the pandemic began. And we stood up for the uh, for law enforcement on day one. So between the pandemic yep. and the overreaction to the death of George Floyd, we told the damn truth and we'll continue to do so and stand up for law enforcement and common sense and the truth, of course. Uh, which I think people
2: appreciate. I, 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 based on some of the reaction, yep. I think they do. Well, listen, we just received an award two Sundays ago from the New York State Shields, Integrity and in Journalism, for backing the police, not blindly. They said the quote was... Sid and Bernie are fair, not blindly, because, look, we wanted that cop in Minnesota to get the electric chair, the one that killed George Floyd, even though George Floyd was a scumbag, a lifelong criminal, nine arrests, as Candace Owens points out all the time, put a gun in a pregnant woman's stomach, not worthy of any of the honors and statues and all that nonsense, not even close. He was a scumbag, but we wanted that cop put away forever, and how could you be more fair than that?
1: And plus he was, B, he was, and we pointed out, he faced the death penalty on day one. So what more the hell did you want after that? After that, any protest was, was superfluous. It was a waste of time because he faced the freaking death penalty. What do you want to do? You want to quarter him? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> Draw and quarter him and yeah. hang his, his, yeah. his, his, entrails from like the, the city entrance gate or something like that? Don't give me that. Out of ideas. the 1600s? <laughs> what the hell do you want? Anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what we did. That's what we do. That's how we do here on the Bernie and Sid show, if you know what I'm saying.
2: one eight hundred eight four eight 848 wabc As always, that's the number, one 800 Again, Monster Show coming your way. Bill O'Reilly's morning message coming up. which Lowry, he's going to be here live at 740. Our dear friend, Sarah Palin. Loves us. She'll be here at eight forty. And the head of the Catholic League. This guy is a scream. Bill Donahue coming up at nine oh five. Keep it right here. The Monday edition of Bernie and Sid.
3: Bernie and Sid. Seventy-seven WABC.
8: I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. <laughs>
1: so much. Love, Kate. You tell me that you love me so. You
3: tell me that
1: you care. But when I need you, baby, baby you're baby. not. Back here on the you, Hunter, Bernie and Sid Show. everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, Talk 107.1. That could apply to, uh, well, let's see, the jail breakdown in Alabama, which... It really hasn't captured national attention, I would say. The jailbreak with the stupid lady who thought the inmate loved her, so she helped him escape. And I I would bet money that she's dead in a ditch somewhere or in some sort of uh, some sort of trunk. You know, she's uh, chopped up. That would be my bet with this a poor lady who was just so stupid and seduced by this idiot. And anyway, this guy's like seven feet tall. It's amazing he hasn't been caught yet. But you have that story is out there. The Bahamas also. Three dead uh, tourists, uh, one of them survived. There was four altogether. They were in their individual villas, two villas, two couples, two villas. And uh, so, the upshot of that is, and I always say this: just go to where it's the United States. Go to Puerto Rico. Go to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Don't yeah, well, go to Mexico. Well, don't go to the Bahamas. Well, but, go to yeah, Florida. But, go to Hawaii. I know, but
2: what you, you, you know, Mexico—they kill you. They shoot you. They rape you. They do horrible things to you. You got to be fair. These people died from like some type of refrigerant uh, contamination thing. It wasn't yeah. they weren't raped and murdered like in Mexico inside their beautiful sandals Bahamas resort. but right? they just saw Nicole Sapphire talking about it on Fox News. So not exactly the same, but you're but right. Let me people,
1: ask you this. Yeah, what what do they all have in common? They're dead. Thank you. Yeah, stay away from these places <laughs> because they. I mean, they just. I mean, third world countries. They just cut corners. You had a few years ago with the uh, the liquor. You know they were getting poisoned liquor. I mean, this stuff happened. Just stay the hell out of third world countries. Just I like the,
2: I like the Bahamas. though. It's pretty. Sandals were pretty. And, I've,
1: uh, I've actually been to the Bahamas. It's beautiful. I, I thought I had a great time. Yeah, that's actually a beautiful rent, resort. We had a moped with my girlfriend, and we 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 rode around where you weren't supposed to go. I actually, went into a McDonald's. We were the only white people there, and. Uh, it's kind of hairy, kind of scary, but uh, you got to stay on the resort. But either way, I uh, at this point, no more third world countries for me. I'm too, I'm, I'm past it. So anyway, you live, but I don't you really Basically,
2: live in a third world country. What are you talking about? Since this administration's taken over, we're no better than any third world country out there. Basically, for the most part, we are a third world country.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, well, uh, I guess you can, in some parts. But yeah. speaking of which, uh, just just we want you know they try to say that uh, this grooming of, of of students. It's all BS. I read to you earlier, uh, I read to you and Curtis, where this, uh, this is for s- s- kids two to five, where they're telling you that white people are bad, blah, blah, blah. This is New York City. This is legit. And uh, Adams' uh, education secretary, the chancellor, Banks, better get on this and, and re- withdraw these books. This is a big deal. Kids reading that whites are bad, that they spew lies about their, you know, the race, how much... You know, whites are better, and they deserve more than people of color, et cetera, et cetera. And then they go on to say, of course, none of that's true, but that's what whites are saying. But anyway, here's the – so, yes, critical race theory is alive and kicking, folks. Here, uh, again, on libs of TikTok, this is a fourth-grade – bona fide, this is straight-up legit – a fourth-grade teacher, fourth-grade. And listen how, A, stupid she sounds, and B, the the type of – the type of poison she's spewing to her poor little innocent fourth graders. Cut number three loop. My kids
10: from- here are now in fifth grade and they come visit me almost every day after school and a lot of them are queer because i am queer and so and they figured it out and so i've become Lord. their safe space these kids i'm so happy that they are figuring out who they are and that they're happy with who they are and that they have found the safe place but man i could never imagine being in fifth grade saying oh. these things out loud even though i know they're all all okay i grew up super religious where nothing was okay and so seeing this happen i'm like ah
3: but i am was like yay but ah
1: Oh, my God. Yay, yay. The kids are queer because oh I'm queer, God. and I'm telling them I'm queer, and I'm trying to get them to be queer. I mean, this is, this is a fourth-grade freaking teacher. Thank God for libs of TikTok for exposing this because this is all over. TikTok, by the way, TikTok and Instagram are a lot bigger than uh, Twitter. They have a lot more people watching, a lot more eyeballs. and, and in, in TikTok's case, young eyeballs watching this fourth-grade teacher, and that's uh, it's where a Jeez. lot of the poison is spewed.
2: I know, right? I mean, really, really bad. Terrible. Well, just uh, uh, so, but, and what was that again? What state, Bernie? What was that? Uh, I have to double-check okay. I don't have it in front of me. She's a fourth-grade yeah. teacher,
1: but it's legit. Believe me when I tell you. I mean, Twitter, uh, so, we're
2: talking about Elon Musk going on there and talking about if I disappear, if I end up dead. You know, a lot of people are getting crazy over that. that uh, Somebody said that to kill Elon Musk. That was the big tweet yesterday, but at this point he's just pulling everybody's chain he's pulling your leg he's having fun with all of you he that's really not as is. important as the stuff that you're playing here from from instagram from um from uh, what is it called tiktok the rest of those tiktok yeah yeah,
1: yeah no no they're all bad but uh, and he's fixing twitter and t- twitter let's face it twitter uh changed the result of the 2020 election by banning uh so by banning the hunter laptop from hell story yeah and many many other things but uh so it is bad in and of itself, but the TikTok and Instagram almost equally as bad, especially when it comes to young ears and eyeballs, et cetera. One last thing, the Kentucky Derby, before we speak to Rich Lowry, uh, President Trump was there. And uh, as you pointed out earlier, we saw Kimberly Guilfoyle. We didn't see Melania, but uh, he was there, and he got cheered. It was Trump country. I'll cut 39, Lou, please. <laughs> So there you have it. It was a, it was a pro Trump crowd. And, uh, I would posit that the uh, rich strike, which was 80 to one odds and one was similar to Trump's odds when he entered the race in 2015. So Trump and rich strike have a lot in common. Uh, nobody could, nobody thought they could do it, but they did it. And so there you have, uh, Donald Trump and he was at a rally Saturday night, a rally. Uh, uh as a matter of fact, it's amazing. How did he do that? He was at the Kentucky Derby and the rally. Maybe the rally was Friday night. Excuse me. It was. Yeah, that's right. The rally yeah. The rally was yeah. Friday night in yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. So you have that, Donald Trump. We're going to speak to Rich Lowry. We are going to speak to Sarah Palin. and we're going to speak to, from the Catholic League, the fired up and very, very entertaining Bill Donahue on the Bernie and Sid Show. We're coming right back, folks. Oh, listen, you know what? i got to tell you, we have a clip of the day. You folks didn't realize that, but traffic and sports is also coming up next. Right now it is time. For that 77 WABC clip of the day, listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8. Here John talks with former Congressman Peter King.
12: Give us your feelings about the possible decision, the possible panic, and how does it affect New Yorkers? You're a New York guy all your life.
5: Yeah, I certainly am. And, John, let me say up front, I am on the pro-life side. But I think what I'm saying now, I would be saying, even if I were pro-choice, this is an advisory opinion. It may well end up being the, uh, the final opinion. But the fact that it was leaked out, I'm not aware. Someone said that maybe during the time of the Dred Scott case back in the 1850s was the last time that something like this was leaked out. I've never heard of anything, certainly involving a Supreme Court decision, ever being leaked out. So this is really uh, disgraceful.
0: Bernie and Sid in the Morning.
2: Classic talking heads on your sunny, gorgeous Monday morning, 745 back here on Bernie and Sid. Going to be sunny and gorgeous all week. Highs the next two days, mid to upper 60s. But by Wednesday, we'll do about two consecutive weeks of 70-plus temperatures. So it is here, the uh, the nice weather. We put this time aside every Monday morning. He's a great guest, the editor of the National Review. You see his stuff syndicated in the New York Post quite a bit. Political NBC contributor. He's done it all. And it's our dear friend Rich Lowry. Rich, good Monday morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, Rich. Hey, good. Your ranger's gonna get it done?
13: Don't worry about the
2: guy though. You, you just heard me curse out Joan Allen. You don't want to start the, the conversation
13: <laughs> this way? I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know slamming you or, or or you know quoting back the score to you or anything i was just asking innocent question yeah no it didn't go well
2: on saturday to answer your question okay <laughs> wise guy we'll see what happens tonight let's. i was a little so over enthusiastic with joe nolan i apologize you're right rich
13: uh but no, let's discuss right. you something know, the <laughs> nhl is amazing the, the scoring this year like in these playoff games have you ever seen these play you know Seven to four. My Caps won six to one, and then the night night before I'd lost five to one. No, you know, you're right. The, you're right. Eight on the board.
2: You're right. Usually the goaltending this time of year. That's why the people thought the Rangers had a great shot because of just who was awful last game. But you're right. Usually playoffs are two to one, triple overtime. Uh, this year, for some reason, which to your point. The scoring and the offense has been winning playoff games, and that is something we very rarely see come Stanley Cup. You're a thousand percent amazing. The
13: the Ranger game, the Ranger Penguin game was 4 4 after two before something happened in third period. You know, you... you. Okay, uh, Bernie, you're going to do the
2: rest of this conversation yourself, okay?
1: No, I, I, I smell, I smell uh, some evil coming out of uh, the normally civil oh Rich Lowry. my Lauer. God.
2: What? I, I am actually shocked. I know. I thought you liked me. we had Greek food together. Uh, you prodded me into it. You prodded me into it. <laughs> I did nothing of the sort. I cursed out Joe Nolan. You came on ready to kill me. Uh you uh, are funny, Rich.
13: Amazing. We can all agree on that, right? We yes, yes,
2: right. yes. Uh, listen, Roll versus Wade. <laughs> Got to get your Opinion on that? Uh, just everything going on, the whole thing. I'm not even going to set it up. Roe versus Wade. Your thoughts?
13: It's it's shocking. It's shameful. It's a it's a breach of trust of the court. The court will never operate the same again. And all these people who have lectured us about institutions and norms and their importance that won't even condemn the leak. I mean, they won't even do the caveat. saki won't just say, "Oh, it's it's bad. This was leaked, but it's a terrible opinion. And we don't want to see to happen." She won't do it. You know, she won't even condemn protesting in front of the the houses of Supreme Court justices, which is a frank uh, intimidation tactic, just obviously. And these people still, I was flipping through the cable um, before coming on here, and I, you know, for some reason, alighted on CNN for like three minutes. And they said, I think they said like 30 times, January 6th, in those three minutes. They've never yeah. stopped about that. But th- this, is, this is also a terrible thing. And they won't condemn it because they actually do. Want to see some of these justices hopefully intimidated and bullied off of this majority opinion? So it's it's really a shameful thing.
1: Rich, there's so many uh, angles to this uh, this Roe versus Wade opinion draft. Of course, uh, from February we'll learn the, the real decision whether or not they're going to overthrow it uh, in June or early the the least the very least early July. But here's the thing: here's what I'm worried about. I mean, we were cruising to a red wave. We really were and we could, we should just focus and, and forget Donald Trump and, and 2020, just focus on Biden's uh, failures, the, the, all the stupid culture war stuff, the transgender nonsense, all of that stuff. And then they throw, now we have this. We have abortion, which I'm afraid may impact the November 2020 elections uh, in, an, in a negative way for Republicans. How do you see that playing out? And uh, I don't know, My my fears warranted?
13: Well, first of all, I mean, the court obviously doesn't sh- shouldn't think about politics. And this is something conservatives have been attempting to, to do for half a century: is overturn Roe, which was a travesty from the beginning. And then get to the starting gate, actually being able to legislate about this issue again, which is the way it should work in a democratic republic. But, yeah, this is the best thing Democrats have to talk about is, is overturning Roe. Clearly, I mean, that's one of the reasons they were so intense about it over the last week. But it's better than inflation, it's better than the, the borders, it's better than the supply chain crisis, it's better than crime. So it's better than pretty much anything else that people deeply care about. But I kind of doubt, you know, one, if the corporate actually overturns it after this leak, the blow, I think, will be uh, a bit cushioned. You know, everyone's sort of grown used to the idea. Right. And then it'll occur to people, which you don't get the sense of if you're just going off the media, you know, you're in, you're in New York or C- California or Connecticut or any blue state, nothing will change. Literally nothing will change. You know, the state right. gets to legislate, and all the states will be uh, completely pro-choice. And then you'll have red states that where, you know, you have major restrictions or bans, and then those red states, that'll be popular. And then you'll have, you know, real fights in purple states. But it, it'll be some net marginal advantage to the to Democrats. I just don't think it's going to change uh, everything else that people mm. – cares care about it. you know I, but I still expect a huge wave
2: yeah bill o'reilly said the same thing on thursday he, he doesn't expect this will change it either and he also expects a huge red wave come november of 2022 and uh doing their best to kind of take our eyes off the ball russia ukraine i always have to preface by saying i don't like seeing people die especially innocent people i have to preface it by i shouldn't have to but i have mm-hmm. to But I just don't care. My God, it's like month after month. And what Putin said today and what Zelensky said today, and Zelensky's at the Academy Awards, and Zelensky is going to ride Messi at next year's Kentucky Derby. I mean, God, enough already. Enough. You know, fight it out and let us know when it's over. Seriously, my God.
13: Uh, well, it's, it's, it's important and it's, and it's newsworthy. This but why? Why, why, is it, news? why is it?
2: Why is it for the guy right now in Brooklyn in and Head Bay who's working nine yeah. to five and making thirty five thousand dollars a year has a second job because he can't pay his mortgage? Why is this fight between Ukraine and Russia important? I don't see it.
13: Well, first of all, I mean there, there are tons of things that guy should care about more, <laughs> and, and right. as, as a right. first matter, there's no, there's no doubt, right? But. You know, if, if Putin were to succeed here, I think it would create um, much greater odds that that he would be tempted into something else, even more dangerous. You know, if he attacks a Baltic country, Baltic states are part of NATO, and then you got a choice. you have a war with NATO and Russia or not? Uh, and then there's just the sheer, sheer justice of it. You know, Ukraine, it's his own country. He should be able to govern itself and, and hold his territory. But the thing, you know, so I, I'm hawkish on this, as you guys know, but I've been shocked at these leaks. The last couple of days from Biden officials and defense officials telling the Russians explicitly what we've done to help kill the generals and sink their ships. I mean, that's just yeah. awful. Why are we doing it? You, you just provide the intelligence. I'm fine with that. Don't talk about it. Let the Russians wonder about it. Let the Russians think the Ukrainians are 10 feet tall. Why are we telling them explicitly that we're doing it? You know, and, and a further humiliation to Putin. I'm glad to see Putin you know, humiliated in Ukraine, but I don't want him to be so humiliated that he thinks he has to nuke something to get his way out of it. So this has been really irresponsible.
1: And that's all because of their incompetence, and which is why, which gives you something to worry about. The fact that they're really escalating. They uh, they they're, they're rushing. It's, it seems like they're rushing us into a confrontation with Putin. And by the way rich Lowry I would posit that Putin has already lost i mean he, his his army has been exposed as a paper tiger he couldn't even take a damn ukraine and so I don't think that uh based on that that they're going to in, invade a a NATO country which would bring down the uh the, the, all the wrath and the fury of the United States and, and western europe europe's military capabilities. I would just posit that uh that that that's that's an unwarranted fear thinking that oh he may go ahead and invade say uh, you know Latvia or whatever I mean uh, you want to respond to that?:
13: Yeah, no, I think that's right because he, he's, he's been beaten back so far in Ukraine, and just strategically it's been a disaster, as you say as the army has been exposed as uh, corrupt and incompetent. you know the, the Finland uh, once into NATO, uh, European countries are talking about cutting off Russian oil and gas, everyone's rearming has had the exact opposite effect of what he intended. I I just think we need to to see it through and either get a a settlement that's uh, uh, reasonable or or see Russia defeated and go home.
2: Title 42 is about to uh, elapse on May 23rd. There seems to be a growing consensus that Joe Biden, uh, his administration, won't allow that to happen because uh, the border is such a mess that um, he's aware of that. By the way, what do you think happens after May twenty third?
13: I, I think they got they got to find a way to to delay. You know, and, and Fox has been covering this this a lot. They have a great reporter down the uh, board of this kid, Bill Malugian. but they they have this big board. They flash up of every Democrat who's expressed concern about this, and it's getting just bigger and bigger. It's it's almost they got to pan the the camera now to to uh, account for all of them. So everyone knows it's going to be a disaster. It, it's not. It's sort of crazy that we're depending on a CDC edict to for, for the last measure of border security we have down there. But it is what it is. And if if they uh, uh, if they actually go through with it, it'll be a deluge. So I think they're going to find a way to to delay. But they never should have reversed all the Trump stuff, and then they wouldn't have to rely so much on Title 42.
1: No, that's so true. Rich Lowry, editor of the National Review, on the Bernie and Sid show. And uh, they seem to be taking a new tack through these uh, Biden people. Biden himself, I mean, he was the guy on uh, inauguration day. We got to come together. We got. we're all Americans. We got to unite. And then last week, of course, he said that uh, the MAGA crowd, a uh, half of the United States, was the most radical uh, political entity in the recent history of the United States. That would include the KKK. That would include, I would say, uh, the Nazi mm-hmm. party back in the '40s and the '30s. I mean, what is this tact that they're taking? You talk about hate and divisiveness, Uh, Joe Biden doing this. I mean, it it had to be orchestrated and thought about. I don't think he ad-libbed this stuff. What do you think, Rich?
13: I don't know about the thinking about it. You know, I think it's sort of a visceral contempt. And, you know, on on the border, this is why they they reversed most of that stuff, just because it was associated with Trump. And, you know, the things trump did that i didn't like that i thought were wrong even at the border you know the child separation ended up being a really bad idea that doesn't mean everything he did at the border was bad (laughs) but they weren't available they weren't um capable of rationally evaluating it, saying, okay remain in mexico something entirely different and that makes sense if you're a bogus asylum seeker we shouldn't let you in the country to stay forever we should just adjudicate your your claim while you're in mexico so if it fails which eighty percent of them do you're still in mexico and you're not in the united states and you go home right but they weren't yeah. capable of doing that because they they the, the hatred runs so deep
2: wow hey listen uh... the yankees can't lose bad enough i mean i they just they I hope they lose every game by like thirty <laughs> runs <laughs>
13: That's funny. <laughs> you Take were great. That,
2: Rich. Yeah, you were great this you morning. Know, I, a lot I, of fun.
13: I, I sort of uh, I got sucked into this dynamic with you. I I hate the Penguins. Just to be clear, I'm not a Rangers guy because I'm a Caps fan. But uh, I I have I hold hold no. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not a big Penguins guy. So okay. I don't I don't wish the Rangers <laughs> ill.
2: I think the whole Joe Nolan conversation <laughs> got you all fired up. You couldn't help yourself. You were great. <laughs> really great job, Tate. thank you so much, buddy. <laughs>
13: great That's great
2: job, my man Nolan. I got to ask
13: you if you do that to my man Nolan again. <laughs>
2: Rich Lowry, folks, every Monday morning at 740. And a great, great appearance this morning. Still lots more to come, including Sarah Palin and Bill Donahue, the Monday edition of Bernie and Sid. Keep it right here. We are
0: New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77.
3: W-A-B-C.
1: Of love. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. Of course, uh, Bono and you too. This is uh, obviously in honor of their, well, traveling to the Ukraine and performing in a subway station, which was, uh, probably It's an act of bravado, an act of daring, a a nice gesture. Uh, Bono, of course, very, uh, I don't know, very uh, politically aware, and uh, he's a liberal, of course, as we know. But uh, that's kind of a nice thing, what he's doing. It's just funny to me that, uh, I don't know, it's all these liberals flocking to the Ukraine. You had Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff. You have, uh, over the weekend, you had, uh, well, Bono, you had Jill Biden, you had Justin Trudeau. I mean, what is going on with the political divide here? Is something, uh, something stinks that the left is itching, uh, scratching, and itching for a war with Putin. I think Tucker Carlson called it last week. Uh, they think uh, this will be revenge against Putin for stealing the 2016 election away from Hillary, which, of course, he didn't do. But uh, I mean, some sort of twisted mindset's going on here, and I say, uh, listen. Let's get to the bargaining table. I mean, you know, the, the, end this thing. Let's get to the bargaining table, divvy up, give them the East
2: Donbass or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, and let's call it a day. Well, and, you I, know, I, I mean, they've they've already lost. I think it's two things. Um, it's what you just talked about, but it's also like Roe versus Wade. You know, Roe versus Wade is a is a wonderful, wonderful uh, gift for them. It's the October surprise that actually came. In May, because they've got nothing else. And this is kind of the same thing. Look, the last thing Democrats want is anybody really paying attention to what's going on in America. So the more they can flock to Russia and make Putin a really, really bad guy and bring back all this Russian hoax nonsense, it works for them politically. So above and beyond revenge for Putin and all that, I disagree with Tucker Carlson. This is all politically motivated. Roe versus Wade, Ukraine, Russia. It's a chance for them to say, look, we're the good guys and we got this. We care about this because otherwise, when they take a really good look at this country, at this country, they are failing miserably.
1: They really are, and you could be. I don't even know. I just don't know. Either way, uh, I mean, enough with the Ukraine. Let's get put this behind us. We're having food shortages are coming. You, you know, people are making dire predictions already. A formula, Our mothers can't get formula for their babies. I mean, and it's just going to get worse. The Ukraine is a, a bunch of grain is uh, you know stocked up in the Ukraine. They can't get it out. How come they can get Bono and his equipment in, but they can't get grain out of the freaking <laughs> Ukraine? Let's work on that instead of worrying about Bono and Joe Biden, all right? I mean, let's ease the food shortage because no. there's going to be wars. Food shortages cause wars, and especially among, you know, the, the more impoverished countries. So we're going to see that, whatever. Either way, that was the, the reason why we played Bono. Look, this week, uh, that uh, Peppermint Patty looking punk, Jen Psaki. She's out as the communications director, the spokesperson, and they're bringing in this nice little sweet girl. Her name is Corinne Jean-Pierre, and she's got a beautiful smile, and uh, she's lesbian, and she's married to some bigwig at CNN. No conflict there. But uh, she's really, really sweet. As a matter of fact, Saki was talking about it with her just last week. Cut one, please, Lou.
7: I want to take the opportunity to celebrate and congratulate my friend, my partner in truth, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the next White House press secretary. She will be the first black woman, the first out LGBTQ person to a serve in this deal. role, which is amazing Who cares? because Who representation cares? Yeah. matters. She will suck. give a voice to so many and show so many what is truly possible when you work hard and dream big, and that matters. We should celebrate that. One of the first conversations we oh, shut up! We've All right, had. that's enough.
1: I'm sick of it. Shut up, please. Uh, she's going to give a voice to so many. Her job is to give voice to the Biden administration, okay? That's it. But here's the thing. She's by the way, not only like that, but,
2: but to speak to America, which last I checked is like 97% not gay, and like 91% not black. So yeah. her job is to speak to the masses. The masses. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody
1: cares who, who she sleeps with. I don't give a rat's ass. Who she? I didn't know. I didn't even know Jen Psaki was married till about two weeks ago, and I don't give I I don't care. So, uh, but here's the thing: this uh, this sweet little Karine Jean Pierre with the nice little cute smile, she turns out to be a, a rabid anti-Semite. She comes out of New York City. She worked for the City Council, and she called APAC, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, severely racist. This is what she said: When it comes down to it, APAC's policies are not progressive policies. APAC's values are not progressive values. It's time to call a spade a spade. APAC is severely racist because they're uh, they traffic in anti-Muslim and anti-Arab rhetoric. Those are her, her excuse me. Those are her words while lifting up Islamophobic voices and attitudes. So that is uh, Kareen Jean Pierre, the beautiful, sweet little gay, nice little new spokesperson, a rabid anti-Semite, a partisan. As nasty as they get, folks. Keep that in mind. And speaking of nasty, over the weekend they did a protest outside of Brett Kavanaugh's home. Today, I believe they go to—I uh, know Alito has fled his home, but they go to Alito's home and maybe somebody else's. Anyway, this is what it sounded like: Cut six outside Kavanaugh's home. Go ahead, We will not go back. I see you, buddy. We will not go back. We will not go back. We will not go back. We oh, shut up. So there you go. That's what it sounded like, uh, terrorizing. These are terror. I mean, you talk about insurrection. Rich Lowry mentioned it January 6th. These people are more uh, terrorists than anybody else. They also did actually throw Molotov cocktails into a pro-life office in Wisconsin. Those are domestic terrorist acts. And if they were doing it to, to say Sotomayor's home, it would be called such by the fake news media. Also, listen to this pro-abortion loon at one of these rallies. Over the weekend, this is cut number seven. Go ahead, Lou. Ladies, if you get
9: pregnant, run on down to the abortion clinic and have that little bastard
1: sucked yes. So what did she say? She said, if you happen to be pregnant, get right down to your abortion clinic and get that little bastard sucked out. That's what she just said. Right? Unbelievable. She's at one of the pro-abortion rallies. Right. Then you have the our own senators, uh, Gillibrand and Schumer. You know, bubblehead and the media whore. Uh listen to these two uh these, these two geniuses. Cut twenty-four and twenty-five back to back loop, please. Gillibrand first. 20 f- it's not Gillibrand? Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Well then uh go ahead and play Schumer, twenty-five. It's probably not that either. All right, they were out there yesterday and uh, so let me just focus on this. Okay, go ahead, play him.
10: Misleading. Imagine, imagine you do not have authority over your own body for 10 months. Imagine if that decision-making would not be taken away even if you would die in childbirth. Even if you couldn't decide who you were having children with. Even if you couldn't decide when you were having that child. I don't think a man in America could actually imagine not having control of his body, his bodily functions, what happens to him, and what life would be like for 10 months.
4: Just I cannot tell you the outrage I feel at this decision and the outrage I feel that Republicans who did it won't own up to it. And uh-huh. duck it.
2: It's despicable. Right. You're despicable. And by the way, to uh, Ms. Gillibrand, I'm a man, and I'm pro-choice, and I hate you and I hate your shrilly voice, and I hate your message. Chuck Schumer, you're a pussy. I hate your message, and I'm pro-choice. I'm on your side. But both of you are doing nothing, doing nothing but dousing uh, gasoline on the fire, and I hate you both. I really do. I hate you both.
1: I like that. Well said. Yes, uh, And I'm pro-choice. And, and by the way, but here's the, here's the upshot. The, the point here is there's two New York senators, New York, Abortion will not change, this ruling will not change anybody's ability to get an abortion in New York. I've said it a million times. I'll continue to say it. And so they're misrepresenting the facts and also the fake news, the fake local news, the Steve Lacy's, the Bill Ritter's, the, uh, all these people on, on, on these local newscasts. None of them will say this ruling will not affect you here in New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut. Not one of them will say that. That is the truth and they're trying to uh, spin this narrative
2: right. that this is going to affect you, 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 and it ain't, not not in, New York, in the tri-state area. And the second part is they're basically calling Republicans bad people. Look, again, at the risk of repetition, I'm pro-choice, but if you're pro-life, I'm okay with that. That's great. If that's what you believe, I have no issue with you. I'm not going to go out there and say, you're a Republican, and you're pro-life, so you hate women. You don't care. I just don't do stuff like that, and neither should they. This is not about one side or good people, one side or bad people. This is about two sides that have differing opinions, and at the end of the day, both should be tolerant of the other, especially the tolerant Democrat Party, which has proven to be anything but. Anything but. You said it, uh, Sydney. Listen, uh, Brett
1: Kavanaugh, when he was uh, testifying at his confirmation hearings, and this is something that Susan Collins brought up, here he is responding to a question from Senator Lindsey Graham about Roe v.ersus Wade. Take a listen to this. Cut 13. It's settled as a precedent of the Supreme Court entitled to respect under principles of stare decisis. And one of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times. So he gave you the impression that he would not overturn it. Now, this is why uh, I say this opinion draft. May not he may still vote against overturning Roe v. Wade, based on what it sounds like what he said there and what Susan Collins said he told her. Cut thirty three, please, Lou.
10: I do not believe that Brett Kavanaugh will overturn. His precedents Roe are overturned. V. He noted that Roe had been reaffirmed nineteen years later by Planned Parenthood versus Casey, and that it was precedent on precedent. He said it should be extremely rare that it be overturned. And it should be an example. You have, obviously,
7: full confidence.
10: I do.
1: So he said it should be extremely rare. I mean, I'm not convinced that they're going to overturn this thing, but uh, there are other rulings, like, uh, for example, Plessy versus Ferguson. That was uh, a decision that came down in 1896, and it was settled law for, like, uh, 50-something years, and then they overturned it after that. So when he said it should be overturned rarely... He may use that as the uh, as his opportunity to, you know, basically uh, overturn it. You know, I, I guess I said it was rare, but in this case, this is rare. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, pu- I'm just putting it out there. Did he misrepresent his position when he was being confirmed or not? I just don't know. Anyway, let's move on to a scary poppins, this lady who's supposed to be the head of the Ministry of Truth, the disinformation board under Mayorkas. One of the biggest freaking liars to come down the pike uh, ever in politics. This disgusting, uh, this prevaricating, to use a $3 word, individual. Cut 28. This is scary uh, poppins talking about, well, Kamala Harris.
11: Misleading information um, that uses gendered tropes. So it might be, for instance, this is a big one that we tracked in the report Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. How
9: dare they!
1: So that is now disinformation, uh, that Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. when everybody knows, she slept with Willie Brown when he was married. She was a young, uh, hot little chicky or something like that, I guess. And she slept with him and got jobs galore. And he ushered her way uh, to, to, to Attorney General of the state of California and ultimately Senator of the state of California. And then, of course, Joe Biden picked her to be Vice President. So... So she's saying that this is disinformation. Again, she's getting that wrong. She got the Russia collusion thing wrong. She got the laptop from hell wrong. So Scary Poppins is a very, very bad track record. Uh, Kamala Harris, well, she laid on, she did what she, she had to do. She laid on her back and, uh, you know, did what she <laughs> had to do for, for Willie Brown. Well, I didn't know she was on her back. And, well, that's a good question, yeah. I, I You know what? I withdraw the comment. Yeah, actually. She's pretty oh, wild. You know. How. How dare you? <laughs> and uh, let me just move on to locally, if I could, finally, to uh, Eric Adams. This clown, he's out in, uh, you know, and, and I, we had high hopes for him. I had high hopes for him. I really did. Maybe he'll still come through. I don't know. But uh, he was out in L.A. He, he's, he says he's going to travel the world, as you pointed out earlier, Sid. He wants to go here, there, and everywhere to represent New York. Just stay here and fix the crime problem, okay, pal? Anyway, he was talking about the mandates uh, you know, the increasing rise in COVID cases with a new variant. though hospitalizations and deaths are down. Cases are up. And he said this on Friday about, well, maybe in reinstating mandates and stuff like that. And it's just kind of funny the, the way he, he tries to sound like Walt Clyde Frazier, I guess. Cut 37, please,
6: Will. We're going to pivot and shift like COVID pivots and shift. Every morning we meet. And based on the outcome of our meetings, we'll make an announcement where we're going to go. If this stays at this level, we may pivot and shift and still do mandates. If we see an increase in hospitalization and deaths, that is alarming. We may shift. COVID pivots and shift, I'm going to pivot and shift. And so that question can be answered because no matter what happens, we're going to make the determination after we have our morning meetings.
2: I mean, he's a moron. Well, we could, we could shift and not
1: pivot. I'm not saying that we could pivot and then shift. We could shift first and pivot later. I'm not sure. We're going to see the way the whole thing evaluates and then we could shift and pivot and pivot and shift at the same time. We could do the hokey pokey and turn it all around and we could put our left foot down. I'm not sure. We're going to see what happens with the variant. So before we pivot and shift, okay? All right, That's everybody pretty good. understand that. that is pretty good. All right, good. I gotta catch a plane now. <laughs> I'm traveling out to L.A. to meet with, uh, you know, to meet with uh, Samuel Jackson to try to fight the crime problem here in New York. Okay, I'm gonna pivot and shift out the state. That's what I'm gonna do right now. I. Right? Back here on the Bernie and Sid show.
2: <laughs> that's great. Hey, that hey, was great, listen. man. That was great. And that's why, how many times in the last three weeks with you, Bernie, have I cut off people, cut them off, when they describe Derek Adams as articulate? How many times?
1: Uh, I think many. <laughs> I was, I, I, too many to count. Too many to uh, that was put hilarious. a number to right now. Bernie, that was hilarious. Listen, that was great. Well, well, that's very kind of you, Sidney. Great. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> what, what? Can I get a what? What? Now, listen, we're going to speak to Sarah Palin. We're going to speak to Lydia Serrani, then Sarah Palin, then Bill Donahue from the Catholic League. (laughs) Keep it right here, folks. A lot of good stuff to come on the Bernie and Sid Show. Coming right back.
0: This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani.
10: Well, here's a statistic that will not shock you if you've been listening to what we've been saying on WABC radio since the lockdown began, the rate of suicide among kids has officially doubled since right before the pandemic. The hospitals are overwhelmed. Uh, The rate of girls committing suicide has increased tremendously. They are all saying it's because of the lockdowns and the kids have lost two years. And of course, the, the study and the The piece on 60 Minutes doesn't even mention mask wearing, the fact that kids don't have sports anymore still, and all these other crazy things that are going on. But take a listen to this emergency room doctor. She tells 60 Minutes that they see at least one suicide attempt a day by a child at her Milwaukee Children's Hospital,
7: SOT2. We unfortunately see a lot of kids who have attempted suicide. That is something that we see I'd say at least once a shift. Um, once a shift? Oh, yes. Yes, unfortunately. Dr. Pickett okay. has worked in the ER for nine years. Is there any group that's not being impacted? No. We're seeing it all. Kids, you know, who come from very well-off families, kids who don't, kids who are suburban, kids who are urban, kids who are rural. We're We're seeing it all. So there's one
10: crisis that I mean, doesn't discriminate, and what kids are not able to see is a child psychiatrist. The need is so overwhelming nationwide that the waitlist can be several months up to a year. Hmm. Where is anybody so, talking absolutely. about this? It's, it's let, horrific. Let, let,
1: let, let's just say that we have been talking about it. You, Lydia, Sydney, myself, WABC has been, and other people have been talking about it for a couple of years. How damaging all of this is to kids including suicide. We've been talking about it uh, almost ad nauseum, believe it or not. But these people, these know-it-alls on the left, as a matter of fact, Lou, I have to play this clip in, in light of what you just did there, Lydia. This is mm-hmm. Bill Gates, cut 32. These people either they, they knew what was happening, but they still wanted to go down with the lockdowns because, well, we're starting a new order and uh, this is the beginning of the new order. Uh we're gonna be you know, we're gonna be more totalitarian, fascist, authoritarian, so we have to do this, even if the kids suffer. I don't know what the rationale is, but listen to Bill Gates, a Cut thirty two, Bill Gates acknowledging everything that you, Lydia, Sid and myself and others said for the past two years was actually true. Play uh Cut thirty two please, Lou.
11: It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said there's no way, you know, this there's been too much, uh, travel without diagnosis, uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty scary period, right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to
1: so in other words they they belatedly came to the realization that it was a a problem for the elderly old people as we said elderly and people with comorbidities not kids and they now have come to that realization and they're like wow you know what Uh, it's kind of scary we're just kind of realizing it now people like bill gates who by the way he has no, 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 no history and no experience in medicine whatsoever. Why anybody was listening to this creep? <laughs> uh, and, and the fact that he's got, uh, you know, he's got lady boobs, uh, and he's, he's got this big puffy Oops. belly. Who the hell is, so who the hell, why should we listen to Bill Gates? But it's a real tragedy because the kids are the ones who suffered because of these people's, uh, well, their disinformation there are uh, scary poppins. How about that? Let's beat his ass.
10: Yeah, I'm, I'm watching the 60 Minutes piece, and they interview two young teenage girls as well, an 11-year-old boy, and they're all like, well, when they first told us school was locked down or shut down, we were excited, but then describing what happened to them step by step, the isolation, and what they're describing is a deep, deep depression, and they're not able to get out of it, and to this day, a lot of schools still have masks. Believe it or not, they do. My daughter's preschool. They still require her to wear a mask. Because if you're five and under here in New York, you got to wear a mask. So there's all these other things. But thank God my daughter kept, you know, interacting with other kids during the pandemic. And we kept her super active. But I'm hearing it across the board from my friends with kids and everything that kids are really reeling from the pandemic. People don't realize just how sensitive children are, how important social skills are, a key to their development, learning to read and and learning to socialize, learning to speak, and all these other things that are needed, and to play. Play is a huge part of a kid growing up. And the fact that we've just kind of locked away kids and think, oh well, if they learn through the computer, it's just as good. Uh, I'd Randy Weingarten, all of the teachers' union heads, they should they should go to they should go to jail for child yeah. abuse. What they did to these kids. Uh, I mean, there's not a single study that supports that kids. Were the source of any outbreaks. It's always been the teachers. It doesn't affect kids as much. And, and here we are. And then, meanwhile, oh, by the way, so an aside, at my church up the block where I go, Our Lady of they had cops there to protect the church in case, like, abortion, pro abortion protesters showed up. And all the Albanians were, like, excited and waiting and hoping to throw a beat down on the pro-abortion <laughs> <laughs> supporters and not one single pro-abortion supporter showed up because they know better. But yeah, they were Damn. all excited. You should have seen them all in the leather jackets, ready to go coming out of their Mercedes to beat down in the pro-abortion supporters.
1: You know, I actually, I actually thought of them because uh, there was an incident, uh, I guess about a year ago, right? Where that happened at your church up, uh, or near Arthur Avenue. It's not your church uh, near Arthur, right, right. Avenue, Arthur actually. Avenue. Yep. But it yep. was an Albanian church uh, and they went, some no. uh, woke tard showed up to do something, and they yes. went after him with baseball bats. And uh, <laughs> well, nobody's ever seen this woke tard since. Let's put it that no. way. No,
10: no, no. So yeah,
1: yeah, that that would have been a great, great visual. We to, were hoping uh,
10: for it. We were hoping they'd uh, have the guts to show up, but they they knew better. But you see the videos, and you have to say to yourself, America, which side do you want to be on? Listen, I understand some women have a choice, but a lot of these people, don't they have a a life? Don't they have a job that they have nothing better to do than go protest and demonize a Catholic church? People going on Mother's Day to profess their religion, freedom of religion. It's just they're sick. They're sick people. They're sick. I was going to play this one clip of this woman. She's like, if you want your baby out, go to the clinic and suck it out. The the total just disregard they have. Oh, you did. Okay. The total just, disregard just, they just have before, for life yeah. is vile, vile.
1: Oh, absolutely. And like the Catholic Church is going to say, "Oh, you yeah, know well, what? Never mind. Don't come protest anymore. We'll change our position on the issue. Don't worry about it." I mean, give me just shut up. It's just just, just sickening and maddening. Lydia, that was a great report. We have uh, on deck. We have a uh, Sarah Palin, so uh, you can five catch five Lydia night.
10: 5 o'clock, Cats at Night, John Katsimatidis. We're going to have Bill O'Reilly on. We're going to have news that you don't want to miss. We tell the truth and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. John Katsimatidis, Cats at Night, 5 o'clock.
1: No doubt. Thank you very, very much. Lydia Serrani on the Bernie and Sid Show. Traffic and sports coming up next. And Sarah Palin. But right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 o'clock. Here John talks with former Governor David Patterson.
8: Cuomo, what say you? If former Governor Cuomo wanted to get into this race, he probably was helped by the Supreme Court decision, which he supported uh, and which I support, that will redraw the district lines, but it will probably also delay the primary from June 28th to August 24th. But it would give someone like the former governor the time to get petitions and to kind of uh, try to refigure his message in a way that perhaps he could be uh, a primary challenger but most likely he would have to run independently and run as an independent candidate hey bill o'reilly
0: here and you are listening to bernie and sid god help you on the red apple podcast network
13: Eyes. I can feel you watching
8: in the night all alone with me. I are waiting for
13: the sunlight I, when I feel cold, you warm. Me. When I feel I can't go
3: on You come and hold me It's you and me forever Sarah
2: Ah, the Holy Notes classic. "Sarah smile. So Saturday oh, afternoon Sarah. before Game 3 between the Rangers and the Penguins I go to my Instagram. And uh, Bernie's been friends with Sarah for a long time. Sarah Palin. And uh, lately we become friendly, very friendly, and I noticed that uh, almost every story I put up, I get a like from at Sarah Palin 97, which is a big thrill for me. So Saturday before game three, I put up a picture of a very young, hair-flowing Ron Duguay in his Ranger jersey, taken back in 1983, I believe, during a playoff Ranger run, and I post it, and I put the uh, the words down, let's go, before game three. So as it turns out, the Rangers get their asses kicked, and they lose by a final score of 7-4. to four. So I guess, Sarah Palin, back here with Sid and Bernie, the moral of the story is no more pictures of Ronnie. It's just bad luck. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's
2: like, uh, you know, making the cover of Sports Illustrated, and then you change your So don't do that anymore, please. <laughs> That's right. They always got hurt every time that happened. Right, Sarah? They got hurt. You're exactly right. So what was that Jesus. like? Yeah. Right, exactly. What what was it uh, like watching that uh, that comeback, the down 4-1, they come all the way back just to blow that game in the third period?
9: Oh, that sucked because I could only, uh, quote-unquote, watch it on my phone. I was out working, so um, I just watched updates uh, as scores came in, and nah, that nah, that sucked, yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, it sucked. All right, Game four coming up uh, later on tonight. But, of course, the big news last week – was the uh, the possible not uh, not for sure yet, uh, but at least a leak that they're possibly going to overturn Roe versus Wade coming up uh, shortly here. Uh, when you first heard that about the leak and the possibility of overturning Roe versus Wade, what was Sarah Palin thinking?
9: Well, you know, at first you you kind of kind of get over the fact that somebody leaked uh, something from the Supreme Court, and that's. Gosh, that's like sacrilegious. The the confidentiality, the privacy of what goes on in deliberations with the Supreme Court, it is sacred. And for somebody to have leaked it, it you could tell that it was it was orchestrated, it was purposeful to create a bunch of chaos and you know get people all weed up about uh, what potentially was coming. Um, so that was one aspect of it. But then the the other aspect of it, of course, was. Well, of course, Roe v. Wade needs to be overturned. It's a states' rights issue. The federal government was never set up to uh, deal with an an issue like this. And the Tenth Amendment is all about states' rights. Um, You know, the the Constitution protects the states and gives the states abilities to work with an issue like that um, because power is not delegated to the U.S. by the Constitution Um, they're prohibited by it. Everything is supposed to go to the states and ratchet that down even to uh, local governance and to the people themselves to make decisions. So Roe v. Wade should never have been a federal issue. So now hopefully it will be something that uh, goes to the states and then the people will decide whether, well, in my view, it's whether it's okay to snuff the life out of your baby or to allow life and um you know then you get into all the the personal reasons why somebody would support or or not support um abortion and you know that's that's a different story and i have my own personal story on that but yeah bottom line roe v wade it should be a state issue not not said
1: absolutely right sarah freaking palin on the bernie and sit show we so honored to have you sarah uh but listen uh yeah, it is a reversion. It was bad law. It was a reversion to. Uh, it is a reversion to democracy, where people decide through their elected representatives, and uh, that's the way it should be under our federalist system. There is no question about it. You're absolutely right. But let me, let me posit this to you. And this may be a false choice, Sarah Palin, because there are some who think, and uh, I worry, I don't really know necessarily, that this is going to adversely impact our ability. To retake the House and the and the Senate in November. Now, just uh, hypothetically, if 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 I'm right about that, which is more important—that the Roe versus Wade be overturned right now, or that we take the House and and, and the Senate back in November—which is the more urgent thing that we do this year? A uh, Sarah Palin again, maybe a false choice, but that's the one I'm presenting to you right now.
9: Yeah, I haven't heard anybody. E- e- even go there that that's 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 a pretty significant question um well you know if i had my brothers today if the decision had to be made i'd say let, let's let get rid of roe v Wade on the federal level put it put it to the states and then from there because that's going to create I believe, a culture of life in in this country and that's what we need we need life we need love we need uh, caring in in this country um, versus the way things are going culturally especially so the, if i had my druthers today that's that's what it would be but as you suggest too though certainly doesn't have to be mutually exclusive um, it's very important that we do take the house i want to be there so that i can cast a vote making sure that the right. the federal government doesn't interfere with states rights you know the federal government it was set up just for the minimal minimal um, number of tasks, one being okay, they're going to declare war and collect taxes, and there's going to be some regulation of interstate business. Other than that, the federal government, it, the governance was just to protect people's rights, and then um, the, you ratchet down all the, you know, all everything that we talk about now on the periphery from just that core, the core tasks of the federal government you ratchet that down to state governance and then to um you know your your local your borough your county your your city and from there just a individual rights. so uh, all over the place we violate it's been allowed to um live under this violation of what the federal government interferes in It, it should it should be small it should be smaller and smarter and just getting off our back basically
2: Sarah Palin uh, running again out in Alaska. So if you're out there, make sure you vote for Sarah back on the Bernie and Sid show. That was a very interesting proposal Bernie presented to you. It was great, actually, Bernie. But um, we keep asking our uh, big-time guests the same question. Do you think this is going to affect the Republicans come November? Because we were ready for a smooth ride, an easy win in 2022. Now, this may present, may present uh, a big obstacle, What are your thoughts? Will it, or are we going to be okay in 2022?
9: Well, like anything else, anything that's worthwhile, that is most significant, is not going to be easy. So this it's not supposed to be easy, this retaking of the House, so that we can create a smaller, smarter government. I don't think it's going to hurt Republicans' chances. I think it's going to wake people up to the issue of abortion itself. People are going to have to answer personally, even. Do they think it's okay to... To, like I say, snuff the life out of a baby or not. And, uh, you know, I do have a, maybe not a unique perspective, but a different perspective than some perhaps, um, because, you know, I've been faced with that choice also, um, when I was, I've always been unapologetically pro life, but in being faced with the decision of, wow, uh, you know, finding yourself in less than ideal circumstances being pregnant and having to to consider what what goes through somebody's mind when they find themselves in less than ideal circumstances. I've been there and um of course I chose life and my and my youngest son Trig, you know, he's the yes. light of my life, but when when I found out that I was pregnant and I was governor and I was no spring chicken and uh you know there was already a bunch <laughs> of stuff surrounding us. Uh, <laughs> the pregnancy, and then when I was 12 weeks um, along, I found out uh, that uh, my son, he would be born with Down syndrome, and just for a split second there, I I could certainly understand what goes through a woman's mind in thinking, you know, this isn't what I signed up for, how in the world am I going to handle this, I don't think I'm capable of this, and you know, you always hear, God will never give you anything you can't handle, and I'm thinking, well, God overestimated me in this one, cause, and and then thinking, wow, how easy would it be? Nobody knows. Um, I, I in in that split second. So so anyway, I knew that I would choose life. However, I also could empathize and sympathize with other women going through a, a situation where they, for a, a time, think that it, it would be. Easy to just pretend this never happened and and just try to go on with life. However, you, you would never really go on with your own life. You you would always you'd always be um, having in the back of your mind the fact that uh, you know you made a choice that it wasn't a an, in my case it wasn't an easy choice but it was the right choice. And I just want women on a personal level. I, I want women to to know that they are capable and that there are solutions out there other than um ending the life of your baby you know adoption is a beautiful choice and and uh yeah i get so mad at at these fake feminists making women feel that they're not capable that they can't give life to their baby and still pursue education or pursue careers still take care of their other kids and all the other reasons that uh, you know people talk about why they why they would support abortion so Having gone through that decision making process like that, and um i I understand that what uh, uh, so many women do go through, but I just want women to feel empowered and strong and know that uh, it's worth it it's worth it, and what wow. your greatest challenge in life can turn out to be the greatest blessing in your life give it a chance that is a,
1: an incredible story, Sarah really uh, the unbelievably courageous. Sarah Palin, who doesn't just uh, talk the talk, she walks the walk, ladies and gentlemen. And and speaking of courageous, you, uh, back in 2008, stood up there in the Republican National Convention the night of your speech and hit a grand slam, despite all expectations. You were terrific. Uh, you were courageous. And you were uh, the most persecuted person uh, of the press, by the press, up until Donald Trump. I mean, you were really unfairly savage. And uh, it continues, the incoming continues now from some of the people who actually uh, worked with you back in 2008, in particular, this one vicious mutt named Steve Schmidt, who's coming after you, and I know you've heard about what he's said, stuff like that. Um, Any response to it? you want to dignify this idiot with any kind of response?
9: Wow, yeah. Somebody sent me yesterday the rant that he was on, um, Steve Schmidt, about me yesterday, and... um, I'm like, well, Happy Mother's Day to you too. You, baboon. <laughs> and, you know,
3: it,
9: it was John McCain, and until the end, John McCain, he would call me. He would, he was always apologizing for Steve Schmidt and Nicole Wallace, his two yeah. head honchos in the campaign. He, John McCain, um, you know, running for president as I was running as vice president, John McCain knew that those guys were nothing but trouble. He didn't know that till the end, though, and. Uh, you know, here they, um, well, they, they prove themselves because they continue to badmouth Republicans. So they were the Republican operatives for years. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really, really sad who he is, what he represents. And he just sounds like a really sad and bitter old dude. And, uh, you know, I feel sorry for him because he, uh, he, he doesn't tell the truth even. So to have that within you and you, you have a, a platform and you choose to you negative and untruths um that's a pretty pathetic way to live i yes.
2: think agreed hey listen sarah we uh, we always appreciate you coming on we really do you've been coming on quite a bit lately and we love it we love it every time and of course we love your, your boyfriend ron dugate too love him to pieces so thank you for hopping on today thank you for uh, your thoughts on roe versus wade and please keep coming back even after you win in alaska and once again become a big <laughs> shot in local government okay how does that sound
9: Okay, I appreciate it. And hey, game four tonight. So, um, here we go. Uh, Rangers up against a tough team. Sid, the kid, uh, seems unstoppable, but that's what they gotta do. They gotta slow the kid down.
2: Yeah, he's, he's the only, uh, better Sid than me, I think, in the country today. <laughs> he's a better <laughs> the Sid. The
9: only one, the only one, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's right. Any prediction? Quickly, the Rangers win tonight or does Pittsburgh go up three games to one?
9: Oh, Rangers got to win tonight. All but, right. uh, I, you know what?
3: I,
2: Absolutely.
9: I wish, I wish every series went seven, though. I wish every series went seven, and I wish there was triple overtime in every game. That's what
2: makes it good. No, that's good, except we lost that 1-4-3, but you're right. Hey, you were great. Yeah. Thanks again, Sarah. Enjoy game four tonight, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much, Ray. All right. Sarah Palin. Right here on uh, Bernie and Sid. And we're not even close to being done. As entertaining as she was, the next guy is really a hoot, the head of the Catholic League, Bill Donahue. So lots more to do. The fourth and final hour of an epic Monday edition of Bernie and Sid is about to come your way. Bernard McGurk.
1: Unacceptable is throwing your beer can Mm -hmm. on the subway track. (laughs) Sid Rosenberg.
2: I don't
0: believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast
2: Network. I was searching. I actually know somebody. You can leave a song playing. I love yellow. The bet 10 bucks on Rich Strike and collected 818 dollars. On wow, a ten-dollar nice. bet. Oh, you know the guy very well, too, Bernard. Very, very well. In fact, I've got a picture of me, you, and this gentleman sitting at the old address signing contracts when you and I replaced Don Imus in the morning.
1: You have a picture of I do uh, you and him. Me, you, and him. Yeah. Oh, oh the three of us. Okay. Yes. Well, I, I, you piqued my interest. I can't wait till uh, this segment ends. I want to know Chad Lopez.
2: Get out, yep. low. He actually put ten bucks on Rich Strike on Saturday and collected over eight hundred dollars. I told you he's a genius. He, he got me back from Florida. He put me and you together. He, uh, along with John and Margot, have made this station legendary again. And he actually bet Rich Strike to win on Saturday. How about that, Chad Lopez?
1: Damn! Huh? Damn. What am I Good saying? For the- Good for the admiral. Look at that!
2: Wow, way to go! That's cool. Should have put a hundred. I know. (laughs) We'll come back and talk to Bill down at you with the fourth and final hour, then.
0: New York Bernie and Sid in the morning Hawk Radio 77 W.A.B.C.
8: Well he could almost taste the money That he was sitting in a den of thieves, Looking for the great awakening Trying to find a way to leave But that's when Back here on the
1: Bernie and Sid Show. You know, folks, we're heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app downloaded. WABC Radio is unbelievable. The truth, common sense. The 77 WABC app also. We're simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And right now, we are just honored. We love this guy to to, to join the Bernie and Sid Show this morning. He's the president of the Catholic League. His name is William Donahue. And let, let's bring him in. Good morning, Bill. Good
12: morning, guys. How you doing? Hurrah. Right.
1: ah, we're doing great, man. We just spoke spoke to Sarah Palin. We're speaking to you now, to two faves, to Bernie and Sid Faves, and uh, Bill. Of course, it's all about uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, uh, of course, uh, you know everybody was saying it's settled law. As a matter of fact, a lot of the Supreme Court justices during their confirmation hearings uh, did actually say that. Cut thirteen, Lou. Please. Listen to Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, Bill Donahue, and I want your reaction on the other side, please. It's settled as a precedent of the Supreme Court entitled to respect under principles of stare decisis. And one of the important things to keep in mind about Roe v. Wade is that it has been reaffirmed many times. So, uh, Bill, does it sound like maybe he was misleading some of the, as uh, Susan Collins and others are alleging, that he misled the, the uh, senators back during the confirmation hearings, or no?
12: According to that particular clip, it does sound that way, but I've also heard him answer the same question with other senators, and uh, he certainly didn't make any comment uh, as definitive as that. Uh, the question I have is this. Since when does our president care about settled law? Uh, from time immemorial, marriage was between a man and a woman. So we threw that out. We got rid of that. That's hundreds of years old. And in fact, <laughs> if you go in history, it's it's time immemorial. Nobody ever recognized two men or two women getting married. So they unsettled that law, didn't they? And they didn't worry about that. So uh, there's a bit of a game being played here uh, by the Democrats.
2: Oh, a bit of a game. It's a huge game. <laughs> but the reason why I love you, Bill, is uh, specifically you and I look at the differences. Okay, you're Catholic, I'm Jewish. Right? You're pro-life, I'm pro-choice. Uh, you don't march with the uh, homosexual community in the parade. And me and Bernie had two nights back in 2003. We'd like to forget, to be honest with you. And yet you and I are still really, really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, uh, not true. but, but, but uh, That's not true. But on a, uh, on, on a serious note, um, listen, if you're pro-choice, pro-life, don't be going to Supreme Court justices' homes. Don't be uh, going into Catholic churches. Feel the way you want to feel. God bless you. But they always take it the next step. This is the bigger issue with the Democrats' bill. Agree?
12: Well, I agree, and I don't see that coming from our side. And if, and if it did come from our side, I would condemn it. No, these people are fascist. When you're going to start crashing Catholic churches, we had to spend a lot of money in New York City to to, uh, to barricade up St. Patrick's Cathedral because of this. And by the way, I met with Cardinal Dolan about a month ago, and I told him, I said, "Beware, uh, these people are vicious, and I expect vandalism and violence." I didn't expect it to come at this point because I obviously didn't uh, plan any kind of a, any leak. I thought it'd come at the end of June, which would coincide with the gay. Pride, uh, celebration. So yeah, uh, you, 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 these people are not normal protesters. You and I can disagree on abortion or anything else, and we can do it in, in a very friendly uh, fashion. Right. And if people want to use bullhorns and take to the streets, I'm all in favor of that. I've done it. But when you start going into people's homes or outside them, trying to harass them, harass them and intimidate them, this kind of doxing, that should be off the table. I don't care what side anybody is on on any particular issue. That stuff is just simply should be off the table.
1: That is actually – it's actually terroristic behavior. I mean, you're scaring the hell out of the kids and the, the families inside the home. Plus, they uh, actually the – Molotov cocktailed a uh, pro-life office out in Wisconsin. That is domestic terrorism. I, I, I want to hear Mer- Merrick Garland and Joe Biden and the rest of these creeps condemn that, that type of stuff. But, Bill, let me present this to you. Of course, uh, we were supposed to win the uh, no- November election handily. It's going to be a big red wave. Now all of a sudden you throw this, uh, Roe v. Wade thing, which galvanizes the left. They're out in the streets, bullhorns, you know, and this may be a false choice and it may not be, but which is more important in the grand scheme of things in 2022 that we overturn Roe versus Wade or that we take back the house and the Senate given the state of the country today? Which is the more preferable, uh, choice to you?
12: Well, we're going to get them both. There's no question about it. The Democrats can't win in November. You've got, you, you, you've got people crashing off our border. We've got uh, uh, crime rates at, at, at all-time highs. People won't come back to work in New York City. Only 37% of the office buildings are, are back. We've, we've, we've got a war in Ukraine, which, which, which uh, this guy doesn't know Tuesday from Thursday, doesn't know what he's doing uh, on that. We've got record inflation destroying people's 401K. And, yes, we will win on weight. No one's going to change their vote. No justice is going to change his vote, so it 'll go back to the states where it belongs and then and then uh, people can and can make the decisions with their lawmakers uh, When you have Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was an abortion rights advocate uh, and she was the head of the re- reproduction uh, rights project of the american civil liberties union when you, when, when you have her and Alan Dershowitz and Lawrence Tribe from Harvard Law School, and Archibald Cox from Harvard Law School, and the new republic liberal magazine editorials and they all come out and they say that Roe v Wade should never have been made by the Supreme Court. They were all in favor of legalized abortion as long as the lawmakers passed it, but they said that this decision was wrong, they made it up out of whole cloth. And so people are, are badly educated on this issue. You can you can still be in favor of abortion rights, but you can't you can't rest it on Roe. And these people out there, the terrorists, saying Ruth sent us, that's the name of the group, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not a proponent of violence, and she was against the Roe decision, not in terms of its conclusion, but because the justices made it. Now, so so people need to find out what's going on here. Of course, Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. It should never have been been decided in the first place. Any more than Plessy versus Ferguson uh, should should have been allowed in 1896, uh, having segregated cars for whites and blacks in the trains. And they overturned that in 1954. What happened to that settled law? Thank God we right. unsettled it. Yep. Yeah. Yep,
2: no, you're right. Yep. Bill Donahue, the Indeed. head of the Catholic League, always, uh, I mean, just knows everything and is just so enthusiastic in his delivery. The, very few better than you, Bill, on the radio, and I'm being honest about that. Bernie feels the same way. So I was having dinner the other night with my beautiful wife, Danielle, and uh, the world is on fire. Ukraine, Russia, this Roe versus Wade thing, protesting all over the streets, and it just seems like for the last 16 months, really the last couple of years, if you want to be fair, dating back to the summer of 2020, the world has been on fire, and she said, let me ask you something. How's the Pope done? I said, first of all, I'm Jewish like you are, Danielle. Second of all, I haven't really paid attention to the Pope since John Paul. So this is a question out of complete ignorance. How is the Pope doing with situations like this?
12: Well, I mean, uh, listen, first of all, he's not particularly in, in, in the best of health. He can hardly walk these days. Um, he's made some terrible uh, statements about uh, blaming NATO, meaning the United States, and Western Europe for, for Putin. Uh, So, uh, you know, we we, we respect his his authority, but when he gets into areas which are outside his domain, uh, then people begin to look at him askance. He's done a horrible job in undermining the Catholic Church in China. And yet on the moral issues, on abortion, on marriage, he's been excellent. So it's kind of a mixed bag there with with the Pope.
1: So, you know, Bill Donahue from the Catholic League on the Bernie and Sid show, you have some of our local politicians. You have uh, Schmuck Schumer. You have bubblehead uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, and you have this loudmouth, this fat mouth uh, Attorney General Letitia James. I mean, screaming, shrieking, shrill as you can get about abortion. I am not going to apologize for having an abortion, and we are not going to change our lives and take away my body. My and when, when in fact, this ruling, uh, this overturning of Roe v. Wade, will not affect one person in New York State, not one person, and. The local news here in New York, the fake local news, they go along with it. No, nobody, none of these local news channels say this overturning of Roe v. Wade will not affect you. As a matter of fact, uh, abortion was legal in New York State three years before Roe v. Wade. What do you make of these phony fat mouths uh, that, uh, that 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 so that supposedly represent us?
12: Yeah, and, and, and we, we, let's also mention the guy who absolutely adored abortion. His name is Andrew Cuomo, that great Catholic. He would scream at the top of his lungs, I defend the woman's right. Yeah, well, he wasn't. (laughs) Meanwhile, he was acting like a predator, but he was all in favor of that. You're right, Bernie. This is not going to change anything in New York. This is all grandstanding. It's about getting votes and money. But I tell you something, yeah, the left has been energized over this. Let me tell you something. So and so are the people who are conservative. So are the people who are who are opposed to abortion. And by the way, I'm sick and tired of hearing that these polls. The American people uh, want to keep Roe v. Wade. No, they do not. If you ask the American people should abortion be illegal, they say no. Should it be legal in any circumstances? They say no. They say it should be. Legal legal in very few circumstances in the early stages of pregnancy. The deeper you get into pregnancy, the more likely it is that people say we're against abortion and they're not for abortion for any reason whatsoever. Roe v. Wade says you can abort a baby right through term for any reason whatsoever. That's not what the American people believe. And the polls always twist the question so they can get the kind of desired response.
2: Listen, I believe in the first couple of months I don't need to make an excuse to get it, uh, so that's my opinion. Yes, as it goes, the pregnancy goes further, I disagree with that. Once you get past the first trimester, no abortions, but the first three months, I'm a woman that's up to me. I don't need to make a legitimate excuse. I just can't afford to have the baby. that's the end of it. That's my opinion, okay? I understand that you're saying that most people need a legitimate excuse for a couple of months. That's not the way I feel, but but uh, bringing it back to the Catholic Church, which is what you're the head of you think there's ever a possibility, ever, 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 in some galaxy far, far away, that some of these social issue uh, ideas may change, whether it's gay marriage or abortion, something like that, or is that just never going to happen, never going to happen?
12: No, I think it will. People forget Proposition 8, back in California, before the Supreme Court uh, made this decision to legalize uh, marriage between people of the same sex, California, a very, very liberal state, they put, the, they put the question to the people on the ballot, should we allow marriage between people of the same sex? They said no. Overwhelmingly, they said no. So it was the justices. It was the elites. It was the people, uh, Olson and Boyes, who who were involved in the Bush-Gore decision in 2000, these elites. The ruling class got involved, and they overturned the express will of the people. So, yeah, I think it's entirely possible. Nothing is ever ever irreversible. Hmm. Uh, thank God we got rid of slavery, and, and we, hmm. we, we've made great progress against racial discrimination and the like. So, uh, of course, people should fight for what they want and do it peacefully and without the kind of hateful invective. The stuff that I'm looking at on my desk right now, the kind of comments that are being made about Catholics outside the, uh, the old St. Patrick's Cathedral in Chicago, the firebombing in Madison, Wisconsin— uh, it, it's, it's re- really rather revolting how anybody would celebrate the killing of an innocent human being, and they are celebrating it. They're saying it's yes. a gift. They're saying we love abortion. I have the pictures right in front of me. So th- there's something really sick going on in our country that you have people like that.
1: No, absolutely right. And interestingly enough, that uh, anti-gay marriage vote in California in 2008 that you bring up, Bill, and I know you know this, it was be- partially uh, it, it succeeded because, or failed, excuse me, because Barack Obama was on the ballot and blacks came out in big numbers, and they are more anti-gay marriage than the general population. Yes. And that helped contribute to the defeat of gay marriage in California in 2008. But my last question to you is this. This is what they're saying. Uh, Oh, first, it's it's uh, now it's overturning Roe v. Wade. Next, they're going to overturn gay marriage. They're going to overturn interracial marriage and all that stuff which all of that is false, which Samuel Alito distinctly laid out in his uh, opinion draft. But uh, what, what's your response to those allegations right there?
12: Uh, our response is that we will fight for everything that we believe in, and we have a right to do it. And we're going to do it through the democratic process. Like as if the other side is giving up. I mean, intolerance is the mark of the left. They live for one thing, for power and for control. And I don't need lectures from the left on telling us that we should pair back now because what? Because you want a few? No, if we if we can use the same Democratic channels that anybody else can use, and uh, if they don't like the outcome, that's just too bad.
2: Bill, it's always a treat having you on. You really are. You're tremendous. You're not good. You're great. So thank you for stopping by today and imparting your wisdom on Bernard, myself, and our listeners. You stay well, and we'll talk again uh, real soon. It's going to be a big treat for you, by the way, if you ever go back to the St. Patrick's Day Parade to walk down Fifth Avenue with Eric Adams. That'll be a big treat. <laughs> I may skip that one. I figured you you were going to say that. Thanks again, Bill. Great job. Thank you. All right, take care. That's the great Bill Donahue on Bernie and Sid. 1-800-848-WABC. We'll take a contestant right now for Beat Bernie. Your chance at cash and prizes comes your way at 940 this morning. Compliments of Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peelers Boilers. More of us. Right after this.
8: Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long at Sid YouTube. Sid Rosenberg.
2: Not good, great. Bernie
0: and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Whoa! Love and marriage, love and marriage, they go together like a horse and carriage. This I'll tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other.
2: I kind of miss the show actually. Love I didn't like that. Um, marriage, sorry, Chaz. I'm not. A, I wasn't ever a fan of his second show. That got, it was a huge success. Huge. The hell was that? Frank Sinatra was singing over you. What did you say? I said I, lo- I miss this one, Married with Children, Ed O'Neill's first huge hit. Oh, I didn't like the yes. second one. I didn't like I know people loved it, and Chaz was in it. Modern but Family. Yes. Modern Family. They never yeah, liked yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, never liked it. Uh, both of them equally as funny.
4: Yeah, I like didn't think that, so. Not even close. In I, fact,
2: the problem with, with, with Modern Family was every time Sophia spoke, and she's gorgeous, gorgeous, I had no idea what she was saying. No idea. Well, well that I was mean, the joke.
1: Oh please! She was she was one
2: minor you know part of it, but she was uh, a minor the part. First, listen, she was his
1: wife. Yeah, oh well, whatever, whatever. He, he, look, the first <laughs> six part. seasons, first six seasons, absolutely hilarious. He was great in it then, too. Th- then they then they jumped the shark, and then it Man. got totally Never ridiculous, yeah. embarrassing actually, but. Of the first few, I mean, it, it grabbed me
2: like nothing else. Hilarious. It was, it, I just loved it. Yeah, I didn't I like it. I hilarious. like Married with Children. I didn't like that one. Ed right. O'Neill was
1: probably the funniest part, too. Uh, you, think was he was, you think
2: he was funnier in Modern Family than Married with Children? I, I just
11: said I thought he was funniest in the show. That's a, Which show? In Modern Family. Modern
2: funnier Family. Than, than, than Married with Children.
11: Two completely he different I'm irritated. asking you the question. Was
2: you know, where, where was he funnier?
11: I say modern family.
2: Oh, you're an idiot. I am an idiot. <laughs> yes, I am. Me
11: and Joe Nolan, right? You're both idiots, that's right.
1: <laughs> Go F. You know, I, ju- I just don't, I don't, I don't think you actually
2: gave it a chance because there's no way anybody could watch the first few
1: seasons I of modern I watched family. a lot of it. And
2: the two gay guys annoyed me. God, it was, it's so predictable, over the top nonsense. Like, like, that's why <laughs> no, no, wasn't, listen, it wasn't predictable at all. Yeah, it it was. was hilarious. No, everything they said, the gay guys, I know what they're going to say before they even said it.
7: Now, see, about, I, just, see, I just don't I, think you gave it a I, chance.
2: I, I never liked Seinfeld. I never got into it, right? But now I watch like same thing with um what's the one with all the kids uh, Jennifer Aniston uh, um Friends but, right. So I never watched Seinfeld and Friends and they were Wait, excuse, me, excuse
1: me excuse me white friends. Go ahead. Yes, you're right
2: about that. But now I watch it now, and I think they're both very very funny. And what I loved about Seinfeld was it was completely unpredictable. I had no idea. What he was what he was going to say, or Jason yeah. Alexander, or, right. or... The other right. one was just so... Pre- oh, my God. I don't know. It's just, uh, uh, well, listen, very subjective. Very subjective. Not for me. Exactly. Yeah. What are you, Rodney Dangerfield? Very subjective. <laughs> very cool. I'll tell you. Very subjective. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? Hey, you know, I, he you know what it is to me? I, I just... I don't think sitcoms are good and haven't been good for a long time. I think they, they try so hard to get the laugh. and And people are willing to laugh. That's great, but... I mean, the last,
1: most of them are terrible. They're,
2: they're, you know, even the good ones. Well, I mean, I never yeah, liked but, Everybody Loves Raymond. I didn't like, um, like I said, this one, uh, Modern Family. I think the last one I really enjoyed was Roseanne. And I loved her. And I loved that show. It's still on, by the way, without her. Right. You liked Roseanne, Bernie, didn't you?
1: I, I don't think I've ever really watched it, to be quite honest with you. I so, never
2: watched yeah. The Office, no. Never watched that. The Office it's, is hilarious. Uh, never wa- you watch it, Bernie? I can't get into the office. Yeah, could never get into it. <laughs> you mean coming into to this office?
3: <laughs> I
2: can't get uh,
1: into the no. office. No, uh, actually, I miss the office in uh, you, do? you know Third Avenue. I yeah. really do. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, uh, but uh yeah, the sitcoms today suck. Yeah, they really do. They well, first of all, they're politically correct. That's the thing about Modern Family was they were politically incorrect. They had the nerve, the onions. To, to go close to the third rail. Yeah. Partially because they, you know, they had gay, gay representation, so they had license to do such. that they, they had liberal immunity, mm. and they did it, and it was absolutely hilarious. I mean, that's where Ed O'Neill came in. He was like the old-school bigot, if you <laughs> will. Hilarious, too. And it was, that's, what, that's what made it so good. I like blackish. I mean, really, blackish, believe yeah. it or not, I, I was watching an episode. I like they, it a lot. They, they ran it on Channel 11, two of them back-to-back last night. It's every night. It's I every t- weeknight t- at t- t- 7 o'clock. I taped both of them last night, and I, I watched one of them. And you're right, Blackish is funny. Yeah, it is. It represents, uh, you know, a little bit of a black uh, hate whitey point of view. But if you can get past that, the writing and the acting and the grandma, everything is She's funny. She's great, the kids and
2: the, are hilarious. The, the grandfather's Lawrence Fishburne, and the the wife, of course, is yes, Diana yes, Ross's yes, yes. daughter. But you know what's funny about what you just said is, uh, one episode they'll do that. They'll throw the black power in your face, especially Anthony Anderson, who plays the father. But the next episode, they'll just make fun of black people. They just yeah, make right, fun of themselves. Exactly. Yeah, which I, I kind of like know. that, so. Curb, like is a, Curb, well. Curb is a good sitcom too. Curb oh, Your Enthusiasm.
1: Justin, you know that the Curb Your Enthusiasm is over the top funny, man. That's no, like over weird. the top. Yeah, but that's not a, a ne- a a that's, a, that's
2: not a network sitcom. That's a cable show. That's a completely different you're animal. Right. The network sitcoms are terrible. Cable shows tend to be funnier. Even though it's not raunchy, Curb Your Enthusiasm, but those shows do tend to be funnier. By the way, I did see they just released it last weekend. If uh, you're interested, they finally released the last couple of episodes, the last three to be exact, of Ozark, and they were amazing. Remember how they ran that? They showed you, like, the first seven or eight, and they stopped for a couple of months. They just released the last couple of episodes. If you're into Ozark, like I am, season four, the last few episodes are great, and you can finish the, uh, the Ozark season right now on Netflix. Which um, is uh, struggling these days? I guess. I guess they had to fire a whole bunch of people, and those people they fired went on to Twitter. Yes, Elon Musk, and they savaged the uh, the people in Netflix for firing them when they first they like hired them. Burning, they fired them like a week later. They laid them off, yep.
1: and they fired. Believe it or not, they fired Meghan Markle at her stupid uh,
2: woke little kid show. Oh, that's awesome. that has gone. Gone. Yeah, they fired her as well. well it's She's funny you mentioned Meghan things. Markle because uh, Queen Elizabeth today is the 70-year anniversary when she started as the queen, and uh, they're having all these big events in England where my daughter's Ooh. about to go. <laughs> Danielle and Ava about to go to England, I think, June 10th, and Ava will be going to college in Bristol in all likelihood. But they're talking about Meghan. They're having this uh, big event, the Jubilee, I guess, and Harry and Meghan will not be there.
1: And I'm sure that's to the delight of the rest of the family. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really just too... Two unhappy mutts. Yeah, that's what they are. He's he's uh, he's whipped. He's henpecked, and she's just an entitled. Uh, you know, just a brat is what she is. Uh, so good, keep them out. Nobody wants them. he doesn't. They, Harry doesn't get. Harry sold out. The family they don't get along with them. Keep them in the United States. They should move to Canada. To get the hell out of this country too. Stop telling us what to do. <laughs> we don't need you. I mean, You're we right. kicked the British out uh, two hundred and uh, some some odd years ago. I'd like to kick these two out as well. Me too. Well.
2: And you know what annoyed me was, here's Piers Morgan, right? I know he's been on Jesse Waters' show, Man on the Street, all that stuff. But here Pierce does this whole thing for the New York Post a couple of weeks ago where he trashes Donald Trump, trashes Donald Trump. No ifs, ends, or buts about it. He trashed him. And he's on Fox News this morning with Kilmeade, Ducey, and uh, Ainsley doing the whole Queen Elizabeth story. I mean, if you're Fox News, why do you bring on a guy that, trashes donald trump why well they they hired him he's uh, actually a paid right, but uh, contributor
1: why, why? he uh, well b- this was before he trashed donald trump when they hired him but oh, okay. uh, now maybe they, they're contractually obligated to place him in certain shows maybe i'm guessing but he's he's got a show a bona fide show on the streaming service fox nation fox nation so, Yeah. so right. he, he's actually part of the uh fox family and
2: again as i say it may be a contractual thing, but uh no, you're yeah, right. I'm
1: sick of him as well.
2: Yeah, in fact we had uh you were out a couple of weeks ago and I had what's the name, Judge Janine on. And I said, Judge, we love you on the five and I even mentioned Bernie. Bernie specifically loves you on the five. I said, but come on, what are you guys doing? Enough with the Harold Ford Juniors and the Donna Brazil's and the Eric Swalwells and the Piers Morgan's and she's like, listen, I don't make those decisions. And the Jen Yeah, all the Jen And and, 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 yes.
1: and Chris Murphy on with uh, Brett Baer yesterday, like we want to see this creep. And uh, the other guy, Coons,
2: uh, Coons who's on with uh, Brian Kilmeade. Oh, he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh, this God. He's, he's the as worst. bad as they come. Right. So, what, I mean, come on. What are, you, what are you doing, Fox News? What are but you doing? Stay, stay true to your brand. Stay true to your brand.
1: Yeah. That's why we go to Newsmax half the
2: time. Yeah, well, you're right. You're 100% right. You're just better off just coming to us. Anyway, we got uh, the clip of the day coming up right now. Yes, we do indeed. You know who it is? It's John Catsimatidis.
1: Cats like Roundtable. I like that He's guy. He's a great man. Every Sunday morning at eight o'clock, Cats Roundtable. Here, John talks with. Uh, let's see, who's he talking with? Uh, Louis Peter. Uh, this is Congressman Peter King. Check this out.
12: Give us your feelings about the possible decision, the possible panic. And how does it affect New Yorkers? You're a New York guy all your life.
5: Yeah, I certainly am. And let me say up front, I am on the pro-life side. But I think what I'm saying now, I would be saying, even if I were pro-choice, this is an advisory opinion. It may well end up being the the final opinion. But the fact that it was leaked out, I'm not aware. Someone said that maybe during the time of the Dred Scott case back in the 1850s was the last time that something like this was leaked out. I've never heard of anything, certainly involving a Supreme Court decision, ever being leaked out. So this is really uh, disgraceful.
0: Now, it's time to Beat Bernie. It's time to Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie. This
2: idiot sports reporter confused some Duke player with uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Really? He started talking to the guy for a while until he figured out it wasn't Pat, so there you have it. Anyway, it is time for Beat Bernie talking about sports and Patrick Mahomes and competition. George owns a limo service out in uh, lovely Westfield, New Jersey. He's today's contestant. George, good morning. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. Good
8: morning, Bernie. Thanks for coming. good big job morning.
2: You got it. Thank you for uh, listening, and thank you for playing today's game. Your phone's not great, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear you throughout the uh, throughout the contest, George. Here is question number one: All the news that's fit to print is the slogan for what publication?
11: Uh, the Times. You know yeah, the
2: time? that's right. What is the official language, George, of Egypt? Come Arabic? Yes. Very good. In 1965, Lyndon Johnson issued a proclamation making Ellis Island a part of what national monument?
8: Statue of Liberty? Very
2: good. e Progresso is written on a curved band over a starry sky on the flag of what South American country?
11: I, I beg your pardon that there was, like, applause in the or beginning
2: them, of the Ordem e-progresso is written on a curved band over a starry sky on the flag of what South American country? Bolivia? Uh, no.
11: Of anthrax, I'll
2: give you a hint, though. Um, women uh, wax their vaginas. It's uh, It's called this. Good hint. What country? Oh, it's such a good hint. Great hit, Great yeah. hint.
11: Not joking. Well, it's a, Brazilian, it's a
2: Brazilian wax. You should know that. Okay, finally.
13: <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, I like Rhodesia.
2: Okay, there you go. Larry the Bird was the original name of what social media site's logo? Larry the Bird. I didn't even know this. Social media site logo.
13: Uh, <laughs> Facebook.
2: No, <laughs> if you actually take a good look at Twitter, you notice that is a bird. I, I had no idea was called Larry the Bird. Yeah, believe it yeah. or not, it's Twitter. All right, you got three right. Pretty good job there, George. Let's see if uh, Bernard bears any better. Here he is, the champ, the greatest, the man, Bernard McGurk. Bernie, welcome back. How are you there, Bernard?
1: I am here. Stay safe.
2: I'm right here, bro. All right, uh, four right and you win today, Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's do it, Bernie. Here's question number one. All the news that fit to print is the slogan for what publication?
1: That would be uh, if I said Reader's Digest, I'd be right. The New York, uh, New York Times. Right. (laughs) What is the official
2: language of Egypt?
1: That would be the official language of Egypt would be. I'm going to go with Arabic. Yeah,
2: that's right. In 1965, Lyndon Johnson issued a proclamation making Ellis Island a part of what national monument? Uh, that would be the Statue of Liberty. That's right. Here's our one band for the contestant. He got the next two wrong. You get one of these right, you win. Ordem e Progresso is written on a curved band over a starry sky on the flag of what South American country? The slogan again at the beginning? Ordem e
1: Progresso. Uh, what flag in south america
2: that's right hot
1: nuts Progresso, i'll go with uh, i will go with brazil oh.
13: <laughs> you like it, you like it right
1: that's Very my good. ufc ufc uh, background coming into play that's right,
13: right
2: here. that's right what's like you love that one guy is brazilian what's his name again uh oh uh what's his
1: name the to go are there's so many silvas i yeah. can't even tell you yeah. so many there was a guy named, uh, whatever, I love all the Brazilian fighters. They're great. I watched them over the weekend. They were terrific. Can't think of one name.
2: All right, well, you win. you've already won today's game, but in your attempt to go perfect, Bernie, Larry the Bird, not Larry Bird, but Larry the Bird was the original name of what social media site's logo? Oh, it has to be Twitter. Yeah, there's a bird there. I never knew it was called Larry the Bird, but it is a bird. There you go. There you go. Another perfect day for Bernard. This is why he's a champ, the best ever. 5-3, your final score. Bernie Say hello to George in Westfield, New Jersey, who may very well be providing you with your next limousine.
1: George, how the hell are you,
11: man? Hey,
2: buddy. Hey, well, The one day you had to go 5
11: God bless you. Good job.
1: I know. It's been a while. You're right about that, George. So, Westfield, New Jersey, and uh, you, you own your fleet of limousines, apparently. Any celebrities that you uh, you cater to?
8: A couple of golfers, but uh, no, not too many celebrities. Yeah, The fleet has dwindled down
11: to one vehicle since uh, the whole pandemic, but we're fighting back. I'm fighting uh, back.
1: I, I like it. That's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that, but yes. Now we're, it's time to come back, and you got the right spirit, George. Fight back, come back, and this is the time. And we'll get rid of some of these, some of these suicidal, choking, strangulating Biden regulations, and then you'll be able to thrive again, right?
11: Absolutely, Bernie, and and you are the uh, me of a comeback. Thank you for all the inspiration you have given me and all all the other listeners.
5: Well, you're
1: very kind to say, George. Listen, man, thanks for playing. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being a good American, George. We appreciate it, bro.
11: hundred percent. Thank you for having me on. God bless.
1: My man, back here on the Bernie and Sid show. Uh, listen, we're going to close out the show. The number is one 800 We'll be right back.
0: Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Bernie and Sid in the morning.
1: We are back
2: here. On the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, jump in, get yeah, buddy. Take I, it I didn't away. Even, uh, uh,
1: listen, we're back on the Bernie Show, That's all I'm going to say. Uh, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. I find it interesting. This, uh, well, first of all, there's two things. The Museum of Jewish Heritage. They're, they're canceling an event because Ron DeSantis was scheduled to be a speaker. That's a. And is that's, that right? Uh, yep. He, is that here crap. in New York? It's here in New York, you had, uh, yeah. Jeez. It's just that's breaking here this morning. Oh, that's ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, that is, you talk about intolerant. Oh, Carol Markowitz God. writes about it. But why? You know, well, well, what, what, what,
2: I'm it. Jewish. I love Ron DeSantis. What's the issue?
1: Well, they say he doesn't fit in with their values.
2: But what are their, their values? values.
1: Well, what values? Yeah, well, well, what? you know, I don't have all the, their values are obviously uh, Joe Biden, woke Wotard values, because uh, Ron DeSantis Joe is a strong Biden. supporter of the state of Israel. Right, so is Joe Biden. hates Israel. And he wants to protect kids from perverts in schools. And this guy and these people—they uh, don't like that because again, they're woke, they're ignorant, and they're uh, just—they're just what do they call really, really? Disgusting. What's it What's that place called? The Museum of
2: Jewish Heritage. So the Museum of Jewish Heritage is down with again this administration. Elon Omar, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, Biden—they're down with them. But Ron DeSantis who may very well be the next Republican president after the last guy who last I checked, all he did was recognize the Golden Heights as a part of Israel, finally after six presidents promised, moved the embassy to Jerusalem, had a great relationship with Bibi, stuck up for Israel every step of the way. These folks are going to convince me, like I'm an idiot, that they're on the right side of things? No one should ever go to that place ever again. Any decent Jew should stay away from that place.
1: Well said, Sydney. It's it's sort of like the uh, Anti-Defamation League. I mean it's not your. it's not Abraham Foxman's uh def, anti-defamation league they're totally liberal they're partisan they're not all for uh, you know representing Jewish people they they come at it from a, a, a political spectrum prism a political prism I should say and, this is my sister
2: this is my sister Alana my love her to death my oldest sister and my brother-in-law Harry I love them I wish them nothing but 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 uh, success and all good things but they're morons And those are the times. They're they're the people that that are with these people. That Trump's no good. The Republicans are no good. In the meantime, the Democrats have proven time and time again they hate the Jews. They hate Israel. And 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 our guys are the bad guys.
1: It's just unbelievable. As a matter of fact, uh, I saw last night on the local news, the fake local news. They had uh, two attacks on uh, Hasidim dressed in in the traditional garb. They were actually, uh, you know, people ran up. uh, Two thug mutts ran up to them from behind, smacked him in the head in both cases, and ran away. In one case, I think they stole something. But either way, neither of the two were white supremacists. Of course if you not. know what I'm saying. I know exactly and what yet, you're saying. Yet last week, you had a guy from the uh, ADL. He says, well, yeah, because all these anti-Semitic attacks. And by the way, most anti-Semitic attacks occur in where? Brooklyn, which is where they occurred last night. And of course... Uh, there's no white supremacy involved in any of these attacks. Of course he, not. Yet this uh, guy from the ADL, he uh, he, he invoked white supremacy yeah, right. where, where he shouldn't be because he's a coward, because he's a liberal, because he's a half a wokeard, or he's a panderer. So you have that, and also Elon Musk, uh, that tweet where he says he may die under mysterious yeah. circumstances, yeah. and it has to do with a threat from Russia because you know, as you know, he put up that uh, that satellite which kept. Really, which kept Wi-Fi going in the Ukraine, and gave the Ukrainians the ability to uh, videotape a lot of these atrocities. So uh, he put out he put out that tweet, which is kind of scary. And uh, you know r- the Russians do have a history of poisoning people oh. in other countries than their own. So, yeah, but you, th- it, you think
2: this is a lot of nothing? Nonsense. It's not scary. I mean, he, he, again, this is Elon. You know, putting himself out there, look at me, you know, Putin wants me dead. It was like Panarin for the Rangers last year. He had to take two weeks off because Putin wanted him dead. Putin doesn't kill people like that. He kills people you never heard of. Some British guy with his daughter somewhere. He ain't going up to people like Elon Musk and Panarin. So it's a, well, the story's right. nonsense. It's nonsense.
1: I, I hope you're right. I yeah. guess uh, he's putting it out there because he said there was a threat from a government official. So what?
2: I get threats well, every I day. Do I don't have to worry that I walk that, outside and somebody's going to kill
1: me? I'm just saying that's what he's reacting to. No, I know. I hope, but, you're, I hope you're right.
2: Yeah. But um,
1: uh, just in case.
2: I, if I'm Elon he, Musk, I worry less about Putin I worry, and I worry about some crazy Democrat with a gun. Some Bernie Sanders supporters who walks on the baseball field in Washington, D.C. years ago and shoots Stephen Scalise. That's the guy I'm worried about, not Putin. That's nonsense.
1: It's a shame he has to worry about anything like that. Well, I but, know.
2: Uh, I know, but that's the world we live in. But it ain't going to be Putin. It'll be some, some crazy Democrat here in this country that would do something as, as crazy as that.
1: All right. Well, uh, that I'm makes convinced. it all, well. Well, <laughs> either way, listen,
2: we had a great show
12: today, man. I gotta oh, tell you, it was, you. The guests it was were terrific.
1: Yep. Starting with uh, Curtis, Curtis Lee, with Rich Lowry, Sarah Palin, who's just absolutely the bomb, if you will, for lack of uh, you know, I don't want to describe her in any other way because she's Ron Du Gay's girlfriend. But <laughs> not only that, she's courageous. She's she's yeah. got she's got onions, and yeah, when it comes to a Roe v. Wade. She, she she's the one person who could really speak with authority because she did have that uh, Down syndrome baby in late like that was the last baby she had yeah and she was as she put it with no spring chicken and she could have quietly have, have aborted that baby and decided not to so she actually uh, like I said to her she walks the walk she doesn't just talk the talk so she was very very impressive and of course the very combative. And uh, brilliant, I would say, uh, Bill Donahue from the Catholic League, who is, uh, yeah, this is the type of stuff that he was born for, to fight against stuff like this, you know, attacks on the Catholic Church, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it was it was, it was actually a very good show, uh, among many other things, you know, just you and I just uh, kicking it, bro. You're not
2: know I mean? I do know what you mean. I look forward to that uh, every morning, and uh, you're the best. Now, are you, are you Catholic? Yes, I am. You are, course, okay. i Irish Catholic. I, I thought yeah. you were, okay. Okay. All right. So, so you know, take... What would you think? I don't know what the hell oh, you are. I have no idea. Persian? Right? Or, uh, no, listen, Muslim? No, listen, no, listen. <laughs> like I, a I, 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 I'm a Sikh. I love you to death. You know that. And no one says more nice things about you than I do. Nobody. Nobody. Not Brian Costello, not your wife, not anybody, but... I mean, come on! You don't even know what days to go to church, what days not to go to church, what to eat, what not to eat. I mean, uh, you know, we had these discussions. Your uh, boss. I know, I know. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be gone maybe
1: the next few days because I got one last chemotherapy session. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I'm going to find out tomorrow if, if I go for the last one. But either way, it's going to be my last chemotherapy session. So I'm well, that's very, great. very excited. That is great. And there's nothing wrong. I feel fine. Right. It's just that uh, these are these these are pre-scheduled uh, chemotherapy sessions. Right. And we'll see. I'll find out tomorrow if we're going ahead with the sixth one. But either way, it's going to be over after that, radiation over, and then I miss no more days after that. That's it. And you, and you feel good, right, bro? Yeah, I feel, you know, not 100%, but I feel good. I feel all right.
2: Okay. You know what I mean? All right. You know who actually, yeah. you know who actually sent me a message uh, to, to tell you to feel better? You ready for this? Uh, yeah, tell me. Brooklyn Chase. Get out of town. I swear to God, I the porno lady. To, the what? The porno lady. Oh, yeah, well, girl, she's not a lady. She's a young girl. But yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, I swear to God, I'll show. Well, I was gonna say, I'll, I'll forward it to you. I'll forward it to you.
1: All right, well, that's nice. Tell her thank you. That yeah, was I appreciate that.
2: that was the old show. We'd bring in uh, people like Brooklyn Chase. And have these, you know, these I, and have these really serious say, discussions. That's true. We did do that. <laughs> yeah. But let me just say, speak, speak. I, I have a friend. Uh, he
1: owns a Froyo shop, frozen yogurt, Eric Berkowitz. Yeah. And he's such a great guy. I mean, he calls me, he texts me, and there's an employee of his. Her name is Shari Shapiro. She's my wife's friend. She's my friend. And she comes up every night. She goes out of her way to drop me off some frozen yogurt oh my every God. single night. Takes her like, like 20, 25 minutes out of her way. They- these are kind people. And my friend Brian Costello, who's just off the charts, what he does for me, people are kind, Sid. I just got to tell you, people are nice, people are yep. kind. Yep. And you're, you're blessed if you have friends like I have.
2: No, there's no doubt. There's not a day that goes by where I don't have at least five people say to me, hey, I hope uh, I hope Bernie is uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I
1: appreciate all that. And, and Bernie is okay. So uh, thank you for that, everybody.
2: I we love you, Bernard. Feel better. And uh, we'll talk to you again very soon
1: thanks my uh, my good my good buddy Sid
2: appreciate yes. that good luck tomorrow I love you all right thanks man I
1: love you too all
2: right take care Lou and uh Luke great job today Justin Alec, the whole crew we love you all we'll do it again tomorrow morning at six well then everybody peace
11: oh just smile